The interesting thing about that song is how many people's voices I don't recognise anymore. I got, um... Who's not famous in there? The, the, the uh, Gobby Woman from M People and David Baddiel from The Lightning Seeds. Ah, well. Let's see if we can turn this into a perfect day. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Beds Police Commissioner says referendum was the right thing to do. Well, in Hatfield MP, loses party chairman's job and Bedford Hospital ready to link up with Cambridge. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says he doesn't regret his decision to hold a referendum on more funding for the county's police force. Ollie Martin says they face losing more than 100 officers. Now people have rejected his scheme to raise the share of council tax by what would have been 48 pence a week for Bandy properties. What was the alternative? Just sit there and watch Bedfordshire Police fall into a £6 million budget shortfall and face the loss of up to 135 police officers. As I've said, I was not, that was not a situation that I was prepared to just sit there and do nothing about. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister. The first all-conservative cabinet for 18 years meets in Downing Street this morning. The Prime Minister will say he plans to give priority to passing new laws, cutting the maximum a household can claim in benefits and doubling free childcare for three- and four-year-olds. North East Bedfordshire MP Alistair Burt is the new health minister. More ministers will be appointed today. A mental health patient who stabbed a shop worker in the neck in Aylesbury is found guilty of wounding with intent but cleared of attempted murder. Reading Crown Court heard 63-year-old David Clark attacked the man at the shop in Buckingham Street last September, leaving him with life-changing injuries. Clark is due to be sentenced next month. The newly, uh, newly re-elected MP for Bedford says he's committed to ensuring a future for the town's hospital by working in partnership with Attenbrooks in Cambridge. In March, it was announced that health services in Bedfordshire are facing a record deficit of £40 million by the end of the year. Richard Fuller says doctors want to see the alliance happen. Doctors here have come to the conclusion, and I agree with them, that an alliance with Attenbrooks is the right combination for Bedford. It's my job now to support them and make sure that the Department of Health and the Secretary of State of Health hears that message and enables us to make that alliance happen. The online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which is set to create 500 jobs. It's at Prologis Park in Boscombe Road and is due to open in the autumn. The company says recruitment will start immediately. Amazon already operates sites in Hemel Hempstead and at Junction 13 of the M1. More men aged 40 to 54 are being admitted to hospital with strokes. The charity, the Stroke Association, says the figure has gone up by more than half over the past 15 years. It's blaming rising levels of obesity. In sport, Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old sacked by England in February 2014 met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. The weather, a cloudy start with some outbreaks of rain this morning, brighter and sunnier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Apparently 
um, Simon has written in his contract, he's allowed to play a 10 minute, a 10 second, excuse me, drum solo at the end of every bulletin. And that's, <laughs> I mean, now, now that everybody's job at the BBC is under pressure, thanks to the new government, we are doing all we can to keep our place and indeed the licence fee secure. Do you really want my kids to go hungry? Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, uh... That's better. I'm going deaf. I have to have the headphones, like, like mega loud and stuff, isn't it? Let's have a look and see what's on the show today. Ah, yes, OK. On the show today, no police. Some scoins. And lots of Justin Dealey covered in butter. Mmm, finger-licking good. Yep, that's it. That's it. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC. Oh yeah. Are you naked if you've got paint on you? That's the question in the rabbit hole this morning. 08459 four double five five double five. We're also, and I don't think I made this clear last week, it's the all-star request hour. So any time between six and seven when we're down the uh, the rabbit hole, you can phone up and say, I want to hear that um, uh, old man who's since passed away talking about his favourite squashed vegetables. I like mushy peas. Or you can phone up and say, um, um, I want to uh, hear a woman talking about the time she saw a panther. What happened? Run, run away, run for your life. 08459 four double five five double five. Or maybe I want to hear that um, illegal immigrant talking about breasticles. So boobs is not news. It's up to you. You can call for any of them. If it's only a few pence a week, then the central government should pay. Well, hang on. Oh, that's... <laughs> Who? Hang on a minute. Oh, blimey. Oh, God. I was being all smooth then. Hang on a minute. That wasn't the Ramones. Hang on. This is the Ramones. Hang on. 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 Get rid of Diana Ross. If only we could. I'm not in any way advocating the murder of Diana Ross. Just I should make that clear. Okay? I'm not. But no, I'm not.
um, it's not your standard Ramones, but I think it sums up a lot of uh, our attitude. Certainly not my place in the nine to five world. Thank you, Paul. My place is in the six to nine world. <laughs> On BBC Three Counties Radio, we won't be here in six months' time. No, we'll be in Dunstable. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Now, the people of Bedfordshire have said no to paying more council tax for more police officers. Police officers. The county's police and crime commissioner... I won't read it as it's written. I'll read it in English. The county's police and crime commissioner, Ollie Martins, said the additional money would pay for 100 extra officers. But over 69% of those who voted didn't like the idea, and it's been rejected. Uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes, you were at the count yesterday. Mm. Uh, it was bad, but we knew it was going to be bad. We did, we did. Uh, it was, it was bad. It was as bad as predicted by his very own polling. The commissioner did some polling ahead of this referendum, and seventy percent of people, uh, when put the question on the ballot paper, said no. And that's roughly uh, the numbers who said no in the actual referendum as well. So uh, he he was aware of it. He did know, I think, from quite far out that it was going to be a tough job he wasn't allowed to campaign oh um, was he not no not to oh. the same extent that you would expect politicians okay. to be able to go and do he's constrained by the rules um and i think that actually had a had an issue he said that when he went out and spoke to people on the streets to say you know this is what i would use the money for people's um, views changed indeed more people were supporting the idea of paying that extra cash and 91,000 people still did it's just unfortunately for what, him it was like 18 quid a year or something <clears throat> for 100 more coppers I think it was uh, yes it was about 18, 25 quid 25 for, pounds for an average house yeah, so yeah. it could be less could be more it was about 7 pence a day that was how it was uh, uh, several people have said that the uh, question was um, uh, maybe not quite as straightforward as it could have been mm. and perhaps not as clear as it could have been again that's down to the restrictions in, in place he couldn't have um, worded the question any differently mm. for him you know unfortunately as he, as he says you know it was it was a straight question saying do you want the council tax in bedfordshire police part of the council tax to go up by six uh, 15.8% or 2% you know and when faced with that in difficult economic times what do you expect people to go for so that's what you know he was left with We've got a clip here of some people who've, who were voting in this referendum and which way they, they ended up going. I think if it's only a few pence a week, then central government should pay. I think any public services can do with more money. And here we got a vote to say yes or no, we said yes. Yes, I did vote and I voted no. Uh, really for the same reasons, I think we pay enough council tax and taxes in general. Is he? He's Ollie Martins, coming in later on, has mm. had a string of, um, let's put it politely, embarrassments. Yeah. Some could say a bit more. He's had uh, investigations, he's um, uh, said things to people that he shouldn't have said. Um, it, and now this, is he? Is Ollie Martins out of his depth? Ooh. I, well, I, I don't. I mean, this is the first time that this role has ever been created, so... Yep. It's, he's always breaking new ground, as all of these PCCs are. They're all breaking to... new ground. That's that's an interesting way of describing uh, getting vote, soundly voted down and uh, having uh, investigations. He said that this was the only way that he could raise the money. The money isn't coming from central government. Central government are saying you've got to do more to save money around the edges. You've got to do more collaboration. He says, well, we're already doing 
lots of collaboration yeah. with other forces. They merged their major crime unit, they merged their forensics unit, they share their air services, they share their dog services. David Cameron has said uh, that, that Beds Police is one of the best funded in the country. Well, not according to the statistics I've seen. Mm. If you look at the um, amount of crimes taking place in the county versus the amount of uh, funding that the uh, county force gets, it is it is disproportionate. You know, you look at the crimes that happen in Bedfordshire in terms of the numbers, they're up there with the Metropolitan Force, higher in some uh, cases than Birmingham, Manchester. Mm. You look at the amount of money they're getting proportionate to those crimes, and it's way down. Here's the thing. You're right. This is How long have we had PCCs? Two years? Uh, it's 2012, wasn't it? End yeah. of 2012. Okay, okay. so two and a half year. years. Mm. Um, uh, and this is a new job. This is a new role. Is Here's the thing. Is Ollie Martins a naive fool, or is he a trailblazer? Because he, you know, he, a lot of people were watching this referendum, a lot of other PCCs and other police forces were watching this referendum to see which way it went. Absolutely. It was the first of its kind. And in 20, I think 2011, the Coalition brought in uh, a rule whereby if you wanted to raise the council tax above a certain percentage, which was set every year by mm. Eric Pickles, um, you would have to uh, put it to a referendum. And it was set at 2% this year. Mm. And Ollie Martin says, well, if I was to do that at 2%, the minimum I was allowed to increase it by, that won't fund anywhere near the amount of um, officers I need to do uh, the sort of investigative work for historic child abuse cases, mm. to investigate cybercrime, which is really one of the biggest crimes we are now facing. Yep. It funds terrorism, it funds, you know, really nasty things. Um, only a couple of weeks ago we had Sir Hugh Ord, who's the uh, former uh, chief of the Association of Chief Police Officers, someone who you would think knows what he's talking about, saying mm. that if this money doesn't come through, that the force's ability to fight things like terrorism is going to be compromised. We've had a statement from the police yesterday from the Deputy Chief Constable, John Butcher, saying Bedfordshire Police supports the brave decision of the Police and Crime Commissioner to ask the electorate for extra funding. The rules meant he couldn't campaign, he couldn't properly explain the justification, and we suffer from an outdated funding formula that doesn't give us with a, a fair amount of funding. They are in a position... I wouldn't say unlike any other force, because there are other rural forces who are funded, you know, tightly as well, but it doesn't, you know, look good for them. They have a, a difficult situation. OK, Paul, listen, thank you very much. We're talking to Ollie Martins later on. Can we get you back um, just after half past? You right? Yeah. To, uh, we'll play What's the Story Morning Glory. Oh, I like that. We'll also get your Eurovision countdown update. Oh, um, but before you go, one question. The election result, Tory majority, you happy with the outcome? I'm happy to be here, Ian. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's already looking busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, but it's still looking quiet so far on the M25 on the CCTV cameras. In Beaconsfield on the A40 London Road, there's a lane closed because electricity work's going on at the Pybush roundabout. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's still roadworks going on at the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there as it gets busy later on. No reports of any delays so far on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Paul, we finished now. OK. <laughs> You're still standing Sorry. looking on my computer screen. Why? stand up at the moment. Sorry? Stand up at the moment.
6.17. Uh, it's great to know that the staff here are so keen, and let's hope uh, that the government remember that when they're discussing the paying the licence fee, for crying out loud. 6.17. It is um, Tuesday, the 12th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says he doesn't regret his decision to hold a referendum on more funding for the county's police force. The Welling Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister. And the newly re-elected for MP, uh, MP for Bedford says he is committed to ensuring a future for the town's hospital by working in partnership with Adam Brooks in Cambridge. 08459 455 555. You can phone up and request your favourite clips. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Original British drama on BBC One. Two magicians shall appear in England. The name of one shall be Fearfulness. I am the man who is destined to restore magic to England. The name of the other, Arrogance. It is time for me to become the magician I am destined to be. The first shall be governed by thieves and murderers. Mr Strange should know what kind of a man he is dealing with. The second shall conspire at his own destruction. It is the magician who thwarts us. We must destroy him utterly. Starring Eddie Marzen and Bertie Carvel. Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell. Starts on Sunday night at nine on BBC One and BBC We'd, One HD. Excuse me. We're down the rabbit hole. Uh, you, we're phoning up to ask, are you naked if you have paint on? Um, you're phoning up to ask. Uh, no, hang on. I'm asking and you're phoning. Doesn't matter. Uh, and we're also taking your requests. Marty McFly says on Twitter, please can I request a hell mess? Hell mess. And that woman talking about her nephew getting a gold star for drawing a penis. For legal reasons, we can't play that one. Scott's on the line. Morning, Scott. Morning. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Scott. What's uh, what's the weather like where you are? Uh, it's lovely, really uh, bright and beautiful. And Absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you yeah. just heard Paul Scoynes there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What do you reckon? Should we keep oh. him or let him go? Um, what does he What does he think of the, the election? The he's, outcome. He's been very. Um, he's been sitting on the. He's going to get splinters up that backside. He sounded really pleased to me. <laughs> He did, didn't he sound pleased? He did Scott, what are you called in for, mate? I wanted to make a request. Yeah, sure. What would you like to ask for? Um, could I have uh, Kath saying, it's people. It's, let's talk, it's people. Why would you like that? It's my favourite. Tell us tell us a little bit about it, what, why that means so much to you. Well, I first heard it a few years ago, and it's just been a big part of my life ever since. OK, well, would you like to introduce it? Uh, this is Catherine Boyle saying, it's people. Come on, let's talk. It's people. Let's talk. Let's talk to each other. Scott, would you like a song yeah. off the back of Kath? Yes, please. What would you like to have? Can I have the Ollie Martin song? You could. You could have Eternal. <laughs> that would be, be brilliant, man. The Ollie Martin song. Is there one? Yes, I see you crying Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel your broken heart yeah, 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 I can feel your hurting Yeah, 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 yeah. Still you choose to play the
To get a room. I like Eternal, and I don't care what anyone says, I like Eternal. Louise Nerdy. Remember the first time I saw Eternal, it was on the telly. And um, uh, what was the first song they did, Matt? What, the, what was the first song they did? I just said it. Uh, stay? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an Eternal fan. You just said you know. like it. No. You're just having a conversation no. about I how said. you're an Eternal fan. We're just literally just having that no, conversation. No, 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 no. I said I like some of their songs and stay. We're literally stay oh. is one of my favourites, but I don't know the first song, do anyway, I? Anyway, the first time they were on telly, it was probably on Cracker Jack or something. Stacker Jack. And uh, they were dressed in vaguely military-style outfits. And I saw, I thought they all looked hot, but uh, Louise Nerding, I just fell totally in love with her. Then she became a pop-tart, and I'm not that bothered by How her. many of them were they? Four. Four, right. Four, then there were three, then there were two. Right. Then there were none, and I think there are three again. Apparently the two sisters, hard work. Mm, hard They're work. underrated, really. They never got the recognition they deserve. Four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, mate. Yes, you did. I said recognition. Now, um, it's the recognition. Now, a mother and daughter from Watford have pleaded guilty to fraudulently claiming, get this, guys, over two hundred thousand pounds in benefits. 70-year-old uh, Bushra Begum and her daughter Tabassum 
had a hundred get a hundred different accounts in a variety. How could you get a hundred different accounts? Blimey! The multiple fraud was uncovered by Watford Borough Police. Matt Lockwood has got more. Uh, Matt, this is an astonishing case. Two women, hundreds of thousands of pounds. Incredible. Indeed, this is. <laughs> Sorry, Tabas and Begum amassed almost £160,000 by using 79 different bank accounts in a variety of names. This was made up of overpayments in housing and council tax benefit and income support. Yeah. Now, she was able to claim these three benefits between Ju- July 2003 and July 2012, despite having too much money to be entitled to any of them. Blimey. Her mother, Bushra, used 21 different accounts to scam her way to over 62 thousand pounds so like you say astonishing what what's been the response from those investigating the case matt well gary turner is a fraud manager at watford borough council he told us that they had opened more bank accounts than any fraud case we've ever dealt with before in terms of the financial investigation it was a lot more time consuming than most fraud cases we deal with we had lots of different witnesses at the court coming from all over the country from all the different banks and organizations where they'd opened up accounts then they uh, both changed their plea to guilty yeah. on the day their trials were due to oh, begin. I suppose they had no choice, did they, really? Well. Uh, these prosecutions show the lengths to which some will go down uh, to uh, con the system, uh, but we will crack down on people who abuse the system. And when will the pair be sentenced? Well, last month, Tassam pleaded guilty to three counts of theft and one count of fraud at St Albans Crown Court. Bushra pleaded guilty to four charges of dishonest representation for obtaining benefits and the pair will be sentenced at St Albans Crown Court on Friday the 26th of June. What's your biggest fear, Matt? My biggest fear is losing my hair. At some point. It's bald at some point. My it's, dad was bald, my brother's going bald, I don't want to go bald as well. You know that you are going bald. No, I'm not. No, my hairline is receding. That's that's going bald, mate. No, it's receding, but I'm not going bald. The hairline receding is going bald. That's going bald. Well, it's perhaps a sign, but I, I you know, I, I, I tend to be an you optimistic. You brush it forward. Yes, you yeah. T- OK. Well, Mark- look, 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 this is my hairline. Yep. You can't see this on the radio? No, I can't see it in the room because you've covered it with your hands. Wait a minute. OK, yep. Yeah, oh, mate. My biggest fear is um, being uh, found guilty of a murder that I'd never committed. Right. That would be such a bit... And you get sentenced. The, the, the gavel comes down. They don't have them in this country, but in my fantasy, the gavel is... Sent- I sentence you to a, 40, a minimum of 40 years imprisonment for the murder. And I'm going, I didn't do it. I didn't, and my family, my children, my wife um, would all turn against me because the the evidence would really stack up. They'd have my fingerprints on the knife, and I don't know how those fingerprints got there, Your Honour. Well, and that's why I got. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do the murder. That's my worst fear. Kelly, what's your worst fear? Great film, though. Thank you. Thank you. Make a great film, wouldn't it? Just is that your is that your biggest fear? Watching the film of that uh, incident. Next to you. Really? Yeah. Your biggest. Ooh, I, a killer. I'd be looking after the popcorn. What? <laughs> what? What? Okay, hang on a second. This has all got very psychedelic. It's people. It's let's talk. It's people. Exactly, guys. You know. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
still on the A1 Watford Way that's looking very busy it's from the apex corner towards Mill Hill Circus and in Neasden as well the North Circular Road's building up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley in Bricketwood the North Orbital Road's starting to look busy at the junction 21A roundabout for the M25 but no delays showing up on the M25 on the trains London Midland were reported to have delays through Northampton because of a signalling problem but we've just been told they've been cleared but the 641 train from Stevenage to London King's Cross is delayed by 20 minutes. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Just, if you want, Sammy, stay there one second, please. Justin, if you want to take this to the streets, I know you're back quickly. Uh, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest fear, Sammy? Aye, spiders. R- really? They were, they were all over the house last night. Well, we were chasing them out. Oh, well, big ones. Big ones, really big, like the ones that will be the size of your hand by the end of the summer. Those uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your biggest fear, please. 08459 455 555. For Matt, it's going bald. For Sammy, it's um, no, spiders. For me, it's going to prison for murder. What I did not commit. Across Didn't do it. Hearts and bugs. This is BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says he doesn't regret his decision to hold a referendum on more funding for the county's police force. Ollie Martin says they face losing more than 100 officers. Now people have rejected his scheme to raise the share of council tax. The Welland Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister. And the newly re-elected MP for Bedford says he's committed to ensuring a future for the town's hospital by working in partnership with with Addenbrooke's in Cambridge. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old, sacked by England in February 2014, met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. Here's Jonathan Agnew. What an irony. The very evening, Peterson scores a triple century and his highest score in first-class cricket. He's told once again that he won't be chosen for England. In truth, it's not a surprise and only became an issue when the incoming chairman, Colin Graves, appeared to signal the possibility of a return. Peterson has certainly scored the runs, but for those who decided his time with England was over, his ability was not the issue. But you can only admire the tenacity of a man who, knowing this meeting was scheduled and surely what its outcome was likely to be, scored 326 not out. In last night's Premier League game, Arsenal lost 1-0 at home to Swansea. It's the first time Arsene Wenger's side have lost in the Premier League in three months. It's uh, unlucky, I believe, and undeserved uh, against a team you only defended with so many chances and uh, we're very disappointed because I think we made a a big mistake at the back on the goal, but overall... uh, the quality of our game was uh, better and better. In the second half, it was uh, very good quality. We couldn't finish well our chances. In the end, we paid for it. Swindon are through to face Preston in the League One playoff final after a 10 goal thriller against Sheffield United. It finished 5 all to send Swindon through 7 6 on aggregate. The Wickham striker Paul Hayes has told Three Counties Sport he will be fit for Thursday's playoff semi final second leg against Plymouth. Hayes was injured in the first leg after scoring the opening goal but says he'll be fine. No, it was just a precaution. You know, it looked nasty, but, you know, you take some knocks and stuff in, in a game sort of thing, but. No, it was just obviously, um, just to, you know, precaution, obviously, people have to do sort of thing. Not oh, fine. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven.
bottom. He's only wearing a suit. Baby, baby, when I look at you, I get a warm feeling inside. It's people. Let's talk. Let's talk to each other. Morning, guys. Um, yeah, well, uh, sick note's not here, so Kelly is sick note. Matt is <laughs> Kelly. Good morning. Yeah, now you're, we are asking what. To, oh, let me do Andy first because Andy's been waiting for ages. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, fella? Apart from a bunged up nose, it sounds like. Are you all right, my yeah. love? Bit of hay fever, mate. Bit of what? Hay fever. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you need tunes. Yeah. Okay, Andy. What have you got for us? The referendum. Yes. I don't think it should have been held. Why? It only costs about £650,000. I know, that's the point. Ah. And and also, um, there's several reasons. One is that if the police were able to raise the council tax for their purposes, why not other government departments? You're worried it would have set a bad precedent. It would. And also, if they had been successful and they've got all these extra officers. What about the knock-on effect of every other department that is in the criminal justice system, such as the courts, the probation service... Hang on, are you saying that you don't want more police officers? Well, I don't if they're going to um, wow. raise the, um, the, the... The arrest the level. Yeah, the arrest level, and then the knock-on effect on other people, because... What? The, the system won't be able to cope. That's not that's not the way to do it. If, if, so we get, if hang on a minute. See, I don't I don't think I've ever had anybody phone in uh, and say they don't want more police officers. You're, you're, you're this is unprecedented, Andrew. Well, the thing I don't want more police officers if it's going to be at the at the cost of an increase in the council tax. No, and that's the result of the referendum. So, and it was it was a huge majority. So I'm not any different from the people who voted in the referendum. No, no, it was, a, it was a massive, it was a massive majority. So you're happy with the number of coppers that there are, and there'll be more cuts. You're happy with that? Well, I'm not happy with it, but I'm not. I don't think the way to get round it is by putting up the council tax. If someone's got to pay for it, we, we we pay for the police anyway. So why not pay 25 quid yeah. a year more? Well, well, they've got to actually think of other ways of saving money. They could amalgamate. The courts have had to amalgamate with other counties. Why not the police? Well, the police are doing that, but they've got... Beds has got to make another, I think, like £20 million worth of savings coming up soon. Not £20 million. It's not as great as that. It is as... I think it's as great as that. My team no. now are um, using their fingers on a computer. It's something like... I know Paul's in the building. Maybe Paul can, uh, can instant it's message me the figures. It's million, and I heard. It's, well, I thought... Paul, I thought... I'm shouting upstairs, Andy. That's, that's why, although... Because <laughs> he's probably listening to heart upstairs. Yeah. He's probably not got us on. <laughs> I thought that they had to make something like 20 million quid's worth of savings over the next few years. And that's well, on top of the savings that they've already made. Right, well, a lot of other government departments are going to make those savings, and they're not going to get an increase in the council tax. That's the point. Why should the police be any different? If they want extra, they've got to get it by efficiencies. OK, and that's what David Cameron said. Yeah. Exactly the same. Okay, and where do they? Uh, Paul, Paul, come in. Paul, Paul Scoins. Paul Scoins has turned up, Andy. Just to, he's either going to, okay. he's either going to pwn me or he's going to pwn you. <laughs> I suspect you're going to get your bottom spanked here, but he might be coming in to spank my bottom. Let's find out. Paul, right. talking to Andy, we're having a discussion about how much money Ollie Martins has got to save. I reckon it's about twenty million quid. He oh, says six. 
six is the shortfall, but right. that's not the savings. I mean, the savings are going to be big over the next five years, but we think it, it will be more than probably more than six. I think it will be closer to closer to twenty. He'll so, I'm sorry, Andy, Hello. you just got your bum spanked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's over the next five years. The, the immediate cut is six million. Uh, and no, and no, and no. A lot of other departments are going to make severe cuts as well. And they're not going to get an increase. Hang on in a second, Andy. Let, let Paul Scoynes is about to um, own your ass <laughs> and sell it. Scoynes, own him. Uh, and I think the six million figure you've got, Andy, is, is the shortfall, which the force is projected to have over the next few years. And I think it is over five years. But the savings that they're going to have to make on top of that shortfall are going to be higher than that. So they'll they'll be... Right. I mean, Oli Martins will be able to explain it in more detail. But I think, I think actually, you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, on that note, I think it's a good time to say goodbye. Thanks for your call, mate. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Maybe that's the part of the problem. Yeah. Is that people don't know. People don't know exactly what the situation is. Well, but both Andy and I knew different things. The returning officer yesterday at the count... Return this! ...said uh, that he was very um, concerned yeah. about the lack of awareness of what people were voting for. OK. And there's a kind of a, a, there's a question there about whether or not something can be democratic if you don't actually know what you're voting for. Okay. And he said it's a lesson for future referendums. OK, well, it's time for this. came at just the right time. We're also asking, what's your fear? Uh, 08459 455. We'll get to that in a minute, Scoins. Mm -hmm. uh, but first of all, let's uh, let's have a little bit of this. Um, oh, this, OK, this is a good one. Matt, uh, Kelly Betts, you're uh, playing as well. Um, I'm not cheating. I'm covering my eyes. He's shielding his yeah, eyes. No, I'm not cheating. Page seven of The uh, Sun. Hard as granite. Hard as granite. You're the special guest today. What, uh, what, what do you think? I can only assume this is another one of those wonderful stories yep. where a an old lady yep. has beaten off a uh, an Steady. assailant. Wow! Using her handbag. Oh, bag. So you're saying an old lady has beaten off a mugger? Yeah. No. Close though. Oh, be. Kelly Betts. Yes, yeah, a gran. Yep. Tough gran. Yeah. She has punched yeah. an evil dog in the face. Matt Lockwood. I'm going to stay out of this. No, I, we, I can't really add anything to what you've said. No, you're, you're not. So <laughs> I look like an idiot, so I'm not going to even... Well, just by saying that, you look like an idiot. <laughs> Good. So. so there we go. So there we go. Can Who's I squeaking? It's Matt. Is it me? I can't be squeaking. How it can could I be, be you, actually. You? It might be you. It's not me. Is it you, Tough great-gran, Sarah Jolt, 61. She's a great-gran at 61. Oh, what a family. Modern society, isn't it? The modern society. Broken Britain. Broken something, if she's a great-gran. 61 of Selsey, West Sussex, has raised £110,000 doing Ironmen. Oh. Triathlons. OK. <laughs> Since 2001, that's over 14 years. That's not that many. That's not that much money. Well, have you done any Iron Men? Yeah, shed loads, mate. Have you? I've not entered the competition. Oh, you just entered for fun. Just entered the Iron Men. Uh, page... <laughs> page 14 we go to. Who's whistling? I think it's Kelly. Yeah, it's Kelly. Yeah, stop whistling. It's not. Matt, put your, right, Matt, put your ears near the microphone, Matt. And the other one. The other ear? The other uh. ear. Right. Kelly, yours? Scoins, yours? Me? Oh. Scoins, other ear. Right, OK. Other ear. 
Scoins. Hang on, it's my it's my hearing aid. <laughs> I'll sit back. No, I should. I should um, all right, okay, hang on a second. Right, uh, here we go. S Club Revving. This doesn't even make sense. The reason we do this is because these headlines are rubbish. S Club Revving. We'll start with um, lockers, lockers. S Club Revving. That's the uh, story. That's the headline. What's the story, Morning Glory? We, we, we've got to go to travel soon, so, you know, keep these ones sharp, kids. Well, it involves S Club 7, to start off with. You would think. So they're revving, so they're, they're, going, they're racing, they're, they're, they're taking part in some, some racing thing. Uh, oh, somebody's been caught out speeding, one of the members Bradley. of the S Club. Well, he got caught before, didn't he, smoking a joint, so it's possible, but no, it's not. Oh. Kelly Betts. <laughs> OK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Scollins. Um, I would say it's it's one of the members of S Club 7 who've either been appointed as possible new host on a TV motoring show or uh. they're uh, been caught speeding again. No. A man caught undertaking an unmarked police car at 94 miles per hour <laughs> told them he was speeding because he was late... Uh. For an S Club 7 concert. <laughs> I would just be late. Why would you want to speed for that? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's been closed clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield. It's because of a broken down lorry which has a big trailer carrying a train, a crane that's broken down, but it's being removed at the moment, which is why the traffic's being held. On the M1 southbound, it's busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And in Milton Keynes on the A509, there's roadworks at the M1 Junction 14 for Milton Keynes by the Northfield roundabout. So that could cause some delays. On the trains, the 653 service from Welling Garden City to London Kings Cross is delayed by 20 minutes. There are some possible delays into King's Cross on the train departure boards this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. If you've got paint on you, are you naked? What's your fear? And uh, we're still taking requests in the All-Star Request Hour 08459 455 555. What clips would you like to hear? 6.46, we'll have the weather in a second, but right now, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says he doesn't regret his decision to hold a referendum on more funding for the county's police force. The well-in-Hatfield MP, Grant Shapps, has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. And the online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable, which is set to create 500 jobs. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's quite a dull start out there at the moment. There's a lot of cloud around and with it, maybe a bit of rain. It's not quite arrived with us yet, but uh, it is moving towards us in a southeastwardly direction. We'll get some light patchy rain through this morning, but eventually it will clear this afternoon. It's a much brighter picture. Should see some decent spells of sunshine. We've got a bit more of a breeze compared to yesterday, but it is still going to be reasonably warm. We're looking at 18 Celsius at the maximum temperature. Now, it could be after this rain clears. We could see one or two showers develop further north you go. So don't be surprised if you run into those this afternoon, but that breeze will push them through. Overnight tonight, we've got a really nice end of the day, actually, with some sunshine. But in, uh, when the sun sets, a ridge of high pressure builds in, so the sky clears. Temperatures are dropping right down. Quite a chilly night for May. And... Uh, 
uh, temperatures down in the countryside could get down to around three or four Celsius. So it's possible in the prone spots we may get a uh, sparkle or two of grass frost tomorrow morning. For tomorrow, chilly start, but another fine day. Plenty of sunshine around tomorrow. Reasonably warm, but we've picked up a northeasterly breeze. Not very strong, but it will feel cooler. 16 Celsius, 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital mm. gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that yeah. they directly own. On finance, you, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. Yeah. When you have a cough which can cough. seem quite cough. innocuous in this way but just irritating. Cough. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays on bbc three counties radio got some texts betsy i have there we go tony has a question for the rabbit hole good morning tony he says good morning sir good morning sir do you know how to break a body clock I'm on leave for a few days and my body clock still wakes me up at the shy light hours. Yeah. No uh, work, but still waking up early. Got, Any ideas how to fix it? Yeah, I can fix it, mate. You've got to reset it. You've got to stay up late and watch a film. You've just got to stay up late and work through. And then when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you go, no, I'm not doing it. And you lie there and you'll go back to sleep. It'll take you two days. Next. Okay. That's Hello. it. Thanks for answering. Shouty Chris. Hello, Ian. Good morning, Chris. My favourite clip, everyone in Britain deserves it for free. Tell me why that means so much to you, Chris, before we play Because it. I think you, on your own, undermined Ollie Martin by playing this people. I, I undermined him. Now, do you want it Acapulco, or do you <sighs> want it with the, uh, the, the Scottish cheer at the end? Well, I'd rather have it with uh, barbecue sauce, actually. People in this country deserve to have stuff for free. Yep. There we go. Hey, uh, Chris, say, say that to Mr. Martin. I will do. Say that to uh, to Justin. Hey, Chris. Justin. How Justin. are you, Chris? I'm fine, but people in this country deserve everything for free. Can I ask a question, Chris? Um, that you man there... You can ask anything of me, Justin. <laughs> uh, Chris, that man was from Luton. I think you portrayed him as having an Asian accent. No, I didn't. That's me. I just talk all differently all the time because, as Ian will tell you, I'm off the peg. She, yeah, Justin, yeah. she's got very low standards, mate. She <laughs> sleeps with prisoners. <laughs> Oh, well, I never said that. Excuse me, that's so slanderous. I did never sleep with a prisoner. Oh, you were, um, you were wide awake all the time. No, I never ever uh, that, that, had conjugal rights with a prisoner. You so never had any what? You never had any what? Conjugal rights. You never had your conjugal rights. Chris, I never I, had none. Chris, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Chris. Have a good day. Bye. Ta-ta. Morning, Josh. She's fun, boss. I've got three requests. Yeah, go on, Three Sarah. requests. Oh, I want okay. to hear yeah. about... Sadiq's favourite hat. Now... <laughs> oh, hang on, my computer's broken. Hang on, here we go. Stetson. There we go, Thank sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. I want to hear good morning, sir, to get me in the mood. Good morning, sir. And just for old times' sake, because yeah. this one really does mean the world to me, yeah. and it gives me inspiration on the streets every single day, I want to hear from David, Dad Pop, talking about where the idea came from. Dad Pop. 
Where did that idea come from? Yeah, I mean, it came from my, my brain. Justin, you've taken to the streets today. Well, there's a weird picture in the papers. Mm. It's Kim Kardashian. Yes. Um, she's in the desert. <laughs> and she's, um, <clears throat> well, she's, I don't know where I've put the picture now. Anyway, she's got she's got paint on. She's naked. You'll Here be it is. taking that home later on. I know you will. Desert Island dish Kim Kardashian, who I don't think is that attractive. What? Makes California even hotter, posing starkers in the stand. So she's naked, yeah. but she's got paint on over her um, nipples and her woo-wah. <laughs> and the question we wanted to know is, if you've got paint on, are you naked? Does it count yeah. as clothing? Well, I've taken this one to the streets, and Paul Scoyne said to me earlier, he said, you're on the streets already? I said, Scoynesy, the streets, they never close. 24-7 access. <laughs> well, you've so, got a backstage pass, haven't well, you? I have indeed. Yeah. So um, I've been getting the word on the street. Take a listen. What's the word on the There's Kim, what do you think? Nice. Ever tried that? No. Just asking. <laughs> You're naked. Yeah, if you haven't got clothes on, you're still naked. But if you look like that, I'd do it. Sorry to disturb. Who are you talking to there, boss? My manager, please. No, your manager. Does your manager think that, that Kim Kardashian is still naked, even though she's wearing body paint? <laughs> you can't talk to him, not me. <laughs> Hello? Hello there, my name's Jay Dog. I'm from Three Counties Radio. Uh, we're asking the question this morning. Kim Kardashian um, has had her latest photo shoot in the desert. She's wearing nothing apart from body paint. Is she still naked, yes or no? Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, guys. All right, all right. Are you still naked if you're wearing body paint? I'll say it again, please. Are you still naked if you're wearing body, if paint. You're wearing body paint? Possibly not, if it's strategically placed. That's a great answer. Thanks very much. You get there are some real philosophers out mm. there, Justin. Real mm. philosophizers. Yeah, absolutely. Variety out there. Uh, we're about to close the uh, All Star Request Day. Got another five minutes. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're going to finish the question on the paint. Uh, what we can take into the next hour, though, Justin, and yeah. I can't remember where this came from, but people's biggest fears. My biggest fear is uh, to be sent to prison for 40 years for a murder I didn't commit. Because everyone in prison is innocent. All, it wasn't me, Gov. It wasn't me. And I'd be saying that and go, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I reckon it would take about 12 years for me to accept I was going to be stuck in prison forever. It's a great answer. What, what was your biggest fear, Just? Uh, my biggest fear is probably work-related, actually, and yeah. the fear of going back to a completely normal job. Well, oh. I think I'm very well, lucky to be doing what I'm well, doing. You say that, Justin, yeah. now, that, now that the Tories are in power, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of possible. Yeah, but that, that, that's a big fear. I, I always think to myself, do I want to wake up in the morning and think, I don't want to get on that train. I'm going to hate every single second. That's a big fear of mine. Cross it again, please. Uh, <laughs> Kelly's got a good one. Go on, Kelly, before we send Justin off, what's yours? Have you got any scary music? Yes, mate, I've got plenty of scary music. That's like uh, Halloween theme or something. If only, if only. <clears throat> My biggest fear is porcelain dolls coming to life. Terrifying, eh, Just? Wow. Speak to you in a bit. scary. Thank you. Ta-ta. Bye. That is actually, that is off the scale.
Toss it again, please. It's people. It's let's talk, it's people. Kennedy. I'm a lucky fella and I just gotta tell her that I love her endlessly Because love grows where my rosemary goes and nobody knows like me Oh guys, what a great first hour! The hour of power down the rabbit hole. Loving it. Coming out the rabbit hole now, so shh. Let's not mention the requests or the body paint. We'll carry on the biggest fears. 08459 455 555. Lots of you um, as well seem to be quite angry uh, with Ollie Martins for, for spending, what, £650,000 or thereabouts uh, on a referendum dum uh, asking whether you want to spend a bit more money on having more coppers. Andy, Andy's the only person I think I've ever spoken to who doesn't want more, apart from burglars, who doesn't want more coppers. 08459 455555 is the phone number. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, we've got about 20 seconds to do some texts, um, if we've got any. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane closed clockwise between Junction 24 for Putters Bar and 25 for Enfield because of uh, fuel spillage after a lorry broke down carrying a crane earlier. It's being towed away, so there's just one lane closed at the moment, but it's also causing it to be slow anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Bar as people look over. In Bricketwood, on the North Orbital Road, that's busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's also slow southbound on the A1M at Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the trains, there seem to be delays between Peter and London King's Cross of around 25 minutes and some cancellations too. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much, Kelly. Uh, any texts that uh, that apply to the rabbit hole that we need to get out of our systems now? Actually, no, because we're taking it over, so no. Oh. I'll but... tell you after seven. All right, fine, in that case, stay tuned. That's called a teaser. We're not the most exciting tease. Kelly's going to read a text, you know, and... Probably not going to get us that many more listeners via the Rajar Diary system, but... Oh, yeah, tick your diaries now. I mean, just... Right, that's it, guys. We're out of the rabbit hole. Shh. This hour never happened, all right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Police Commissioner says Bedfordshire could be the weak link in the nation's security. Well, in Hatfield MP, loses Tory party chairman's job and Amazon creating 500 new jobs in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. Ollie Martin says he doesn't regret his decision to hold a referendum but is warning of the consequences of the no vote. We are heading into uncharted territory uh, with the 
possible loss of 135 more officers. That is 12% uh, of our strength. That will mean that uh, we're policing the county with well under 1,000 police officers. Bedfordshire may be uh, a, a weak link in, in actually the whole country's security. The Welling Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes international development minister. The first all-conservative cabinet for 18 years meets in Downing Street this morning. The Prime Minister will say he plans to give priority to passing new laws, cutting the maximum a household can claim in benefits and doubling free childcare for three- and four-year-olds. North East Bedfordshire MP Alistair Burt is the new health minister. More ministers will be appointed today. The online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which will create 500 permanent jobs. It's at Prologis Park in Boscombe Road and is due to open in the autumn. The company says recruitment will start immediately. Amazon already operates sites in Hemel Hempstead and at Marston Gate in Bedfordshire by junction 13 of the M1. The newly re-elected MP for Bedford says doctors want to save the town's hospital by working in partnership with Addenbrooke's in Cambridge. In March it was announced that health services in Bedfordshire are facing a record deficit of £40 million by the end of the year. Richard Fuller says an alliance with Addenbrooke's is the best solution. I think that will provide the best way the Bedford Hospital can secure its long-term future, drawing on the clinical expertise of Addenbrooke's but delivering the care here locally in Bedford. A mental health patient who stabbed a shop worker in the neck in Aylesbury has been found guilty of wounding with intent but cleared of attempted murder. Reading Crown Court heard 63-year-old David Clark attack the man at the shop in Buckingham Street last September, leaving him with life-changing injuries. Clark is due to be sentenced next month. More men aged 40 to 54 are being admitted to hospital with strokes. The charity The Stroke Association says the figure's gone up by more than half over the past 15 years. Dr Dale Webb is from the charity. We think the main reason are changes in lifestyles. People having food with too much uh, sugar and salt and fats, but also people moving around less and being less physically active than they need to be. These things are important because they increase our blood pressure, which we know is one of the key risk factors for having a stroke. In sport, Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England, despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old, sacked by England in February last year, met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. The weather, a cloudy start with some outbreaks of rain this morning, brighter and sunnier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What a silly job. This is a silly, it's a silly job, isn't it? I'm really tired, it's just hit me. Because <laughs> I've been up since, uh, well, I, well, I was going to say five to four. Uh, I mean... I didn't get up until 16 minutes past four today. I was just lying in bed talking to the cat and thinking, I don't want to go up. Busy show, though. No police, some scoins, and way more Justin Dealey than anybody could handle. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Camera Radio. The people of Bedfordshire have said no to paying more council tax for more police officers. The county's police and crime commissioner, Ollie Martins, said the additional money would pay for 100 extra officers, but over 69% of those who voted didn't like the idea and it was booted out. Andrew Salou is the Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire. Joins us now. Morning, Andrew. 
Good morning. Nice uh, to be with you. No, thanks very much for joining us. What did you make of the result? Well, I think we obviously have to respect it, and um, it was a significant extra increase, and I understand people didn't want more money taken out of their pockets. And I think people were irritated that the money was already being taken before their permission had been asked in, in, in this referendum. Personally, I would very much like to have seen those 100 extra officers in Bedfordshire there. Uh, the money being taken out, uh, th- that was just kind of the way that the budgeting system uh, worked. That, that wouldn't have affected the, uh, the result necessarily, would it? Well, I think it did, because the emails I w- was getting, people, um, A, they thought it was a very big increase. You know, B, they hadn't really been told about it beforehand and didn't really understand what it was for. And C, they were irritated that the money had already come out in, in April and I think May as well from from their bank accounts in in most cases before the referendum i think if you're going to ask for a very big rise you have to make the case and you have to make it in good time and maybe if we'd had this referendum earlier perhaps for the rise to come in 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 a following year maybe it would have come through i mean i think i only saw one leaflet explaining it on the community notice board in wilkinson's in dunstable you know there was very little publicity about why we needed it what the money was going to go on and also the wider issue of the fact that bedfordshire police is actually quite unfairly funded because of something called damping which means that we don't get all the money that the national funding formula for the police says we should have which is personally why i I would have very much liked to have had those hundred extra officers Uh, bedfordshire is um, particularly at risk of uh, kind of uh, terrorist elements, isn't it? Uh, uh, And it could be argued that's why it perhaps needs more money. I just want to see Bedfordshire fairly funded, funded. We have a national funding formula and Bedfordshire does not get all the money that that formula says. That's that not going to make get. up the deficit that, that, that um, uh, Ollie Martins is talking about, though, is it? That, I mean, that, yes, if the, if the funding was fairer, then of course that would be better. That's not, that's not going to provide the police uh, service that, that both he and the Chief Constable would like to provide. Well, to get the full amount that the national funding formula says we should get would certainly help. And it's also um, the case that Bedfordshire was awarded part of of an £8 million uh, extra amount of funding to be shared with Hertfordshire and Cambridgeshire for innovation. And with that, we can do things like give um, police officers more tablets. Why that's important? Well, the evidence is if you give a police officer a tablet, they actually spend an eighth more of their time on the beat because they don't keep having to go back to the station to sort of write up their notes and incidents and, and, and so on. Um, I think the other thing that's really important as well, and a message I've got very clearly from my from uh, my constituents, we do need our police officers based back in all the towns of Bedfordshire again. It is simply not acceptable that towns like Leighton, Belzer, Dunstable, Houghton Regis, other towns throughout the middle of Bedfordshire do not have their own police officers based in those towns, well, how as would, has been the case for over a century. Well, the, well a lot of the, cri- the crime doesn't tend to happen in those places, and also how are they going to afford it, Andrew? Well, I, you, I, I just simply don't think you can say that. I mean, I've been looking at pictures of Leighton Buzzard Police Station in 1897, and, you know, there was a group of, I think, 12 or more police officers based in Leighton Buzzard's police station. You know, it is simply unacceptable to withdraw our police, you know, to be based in Bedford and Luton. And I've been very clear with the chief constable, this model that the previous chief brought in 
is not working. It's not fair. We all understand if there's a terrorist emergency, the police officers will go where they're needed. But we have to be fair yeah. to the whole of Bedfordshire. Uh, the current system is not. Of course, the police sergeant in Leighton Buzzard says that that town isn't a crime hotspot. Well, look... And you've still not said how, how, how will they pay yeah, to have all those I mean, police officers there? Well, uh, I would like to show you the emails and letters I get from my constituents in Leighton Buzzard, Dunstall, House and Regis, who have been burgled, you know, who have had money extorted from their businesses, you know, who are terrorised by mini motos, which you and I have spoken about. Yeah, of course. And by the way, I'd like to say thank you to the police for the good work that they have done on that recently with yep. Operation Meteor. Yep. I saw some of their, their, their new bikes. Well done to the police for, ra- for rising to... To, to that challenge. But look, come on, crime happens everywhere. I live in a village in Bedfordshire, you know, I got burgled uh, last year. You know, of course people in uh, Dunstable, Houghton, Regis, Leighton, Buzzard, all the towns of Bedfordshire are burgled. They suffer serious crime like everyone else. They are entitled to have their police officers based in their communities, you know, as happens pretty much everywhere throughout the United Kingdom. Of course, if there, there, if there is a crisis in Bedford or Luton or anywhere else, we completely understand that's where the police will have to be. But every community is entitled to have its officers based in its own community. The Chief Constable says she's trying to lobby for more money. Can you help with that? Well, absolutely. I'm a better Can you call to... Theresa May and uh, the Home Secretary and ask for extra funding? Well, uh... What I would like to do is get all the Bedfordshire MPs together to meet with the new police minister in, in, in the first instance to explain that we have a serious shortage. And I do keep coming back to this issue. It's, it's what's called damping, which is a technical term, which means that Bedfordshire does not get the full amount that the national funding formula says that we should get. And what I'd like to do is get all Bedfordshire MPs together. We've done it before. We met all six of us, irrespective of party, in the last parliament to lobby the police minister. We need to do that again. And I will ask all Bedfordshire MPs to join me to try to achieve that now that we haven't got this uh, referendum through. Finally, Andrew, should, uh, should Ollie Martins resign? Well, he has been elected for a four-year term. You know, it's not so long. I can't remember the actual date, but, you know, there will be another election for police and crime commissioner, and um, I think it's up to the people of Bedfordshire to decide he's who spent, they want he's, 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 uh, It could be argued he's wasted about £650,000. Is that not uh, worthy of uh, <coughs> resignation? Well... That was the figure I was told yesterday. I don't quite know how that works out, given that, you know, there were elections anyway last Thursday. But, of course, it will cost something. I bitterly regret that that's money not going on police officers and on funding the police. Um, So that, you know, that's obviously an issue for Ollie Martins, and I think it comes back to actually making the case, making the argument, explaining what you're doing and why you're doing it, which is a very important part of what elective representatives should be doing. Uh, uh, Andrew, thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, Andrew Salou there is uh, the Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire. Uh, always uh, a pleasure to talk. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, no, hang on, I don't want Adam Ant. Oh, blimey, look, it's me trying to be uh, more clever and fancy and I'm playing Adam Ant. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. See, the, the brain, my brain cannot do more than two things at once. Well, it can, but it kind of all gets a little bit claggy and messes things up. 08459 455 555. Ollie Martins will be in now if there's something you want to, to say to him. 
I mean, 90,000 odd people did vote in favour of uh, the, the point that he put forward. So obviously a, a number uh, agree with it, but just not enough. Kelly Betts, text. Hello. Kelly Betts, text. Yes, it rhymes. We were talking nice about... Text. Uh, Thanks, Gray mm. than myself. We were talking about biggest fears. Oh, yeah, Why yeah. are we doing that again? It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter, and I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Mary says uh, her biggest fear is the next five years with the Tory government. Oh, politics! Oh. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, OK. OK, fine. Uh, 08459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to give it. There's a horrible... Right, I'm going to say a horrible story. It's horrible... It's a really horrible story. There's, there's nothing light in it at all. Apart from... The, I heard it reported on another radio station, right, in the news bulletin, OK? Horrible story. I won't go into too much detail because we've got young ears listening, but the headline in the paper is Chopped up body of girl in suitcase found in a canal. So it's... Oh, it's disgusting, right? So this was on another radio station. The headline was uh, Police have found a body in a suitcase at the bottom of a canal. The police are treating it as suspicious. Well, what the flipping heck do you... I mean, why? Why do you... The police are treating it as suspicious. No, really? A chopped-up body in a suitcase at the bottom of a canal? That's not a suicide? Although there was that fellow, wasn't there? There was that spy in a suitcase in his... uh, Drowned in a suitcase in his bath... And um, they, I think the, the, the verdict was suicide. It so was. They did tests on they, how how someone would get in the suitcase and do it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually had, they had a man trying to get into a suitcase mm. and doing it up. He went, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But I mean, if you're gonna end it, I wouldn't do it that way. They've got to be. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's not go down the. Um, Let's not go down that route. But there are, there are better ways, of course, to... Uh, to, uh, to uh... Madame Two Swords is in the newspapers again. Not for being rubbish, which is odd, because, <laughs> guys, it's rubbish! Waxworks are rubbish. Waxworks were invented in, I'm going to say, the 1780s, when we didn't have... Um, we didn't have iPads. So you couldn't just, like, Google... I think you only had, um, like, telly and, like, really slow computers... You couldn't just Google what someone looked like. So they'd have, like, a waxwork, so you could see what the king looked like and what the Queen of France... Madame Tussauds, so it's French. What the Queen of France looked like and, and you know, what, what, what these people would look like. That's what they were invented for. So why in 2015, when we've got uh, fibre-optic broadband and uh, we uh, have got all... We've got um, uh, Bing and Google and Ask Jeeves, all of these things, why do they still have Madame Tussauds and waxworks? They're rubbish. You can't touch them, can you, either? I've got an idea of how they can make it better. Yeah, go on. Robots. So they're celebrities, but they move. No. And they, and they say their quote lines. They did that. There was... Uh, what was... They used to have in... Um, uh, it was was near uh, Madame Tussauds. It was like Rock Circus. Rock Circus was like the rock version of Madame Tussauds. And we went there. We went there on a school trip. Wow. And there's a bit where you sit in, like, a thing, and you go around, and then the Beatles come out. It's such a pepper's lonely heart. Yeah, see, that's good. It wasn't, though. Yeah, because that would spoil the illusion, because she would think they're robots. Yeah, it's not Madame Tussauds Robotorium. It's Madame Tussauds Waxawarium. That's what it is. Anyway, I'll get to why that's in the papers in a minute. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield because of a fuel spillage. It's after a lorry broke down carrying a crane earlier, so the whole road was closed. It is all open again apart from that one lane, but it's looking slow anti-clockwise too through that stretch because the people are looking over at what's going on. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 Fluton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And in Mark 8 on the A5 southbound, it's slow from Lynchill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the trains to 740 train from Luton to Sevenoaks is delayed. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah, I think, I think I said wax a warium. I'll have to, I'll listen back, but I'm sh- pretty sure I said wax a warium. So good for me. Seven sixteen. It is a Tuesday, the twelfth of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. The well-in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle and the online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which is set to create 500 jobs. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, the playoffs are underway for Stevenage and Wickham, and both teams will be looking forward to the second legs. Quick free kick taken to Charles Stephen Craig. Goal! Wickham Wanderers again for another free kick. On Thursday night, we'll bring you both games right here to see whether Borough or the Chairboys can make it to Wembley. Parrot looks up. The League Two Playoff Semi-Final, Thursday night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Madame Tussauds, Madame Tussauds, is in the papers because they've got a Star Wars exhibition. Well, I mean... (laughs) Right. Okay, so they've got Han Solo, that's a person. They've got Princess Leia. She's a little person. And they've got um, the other fella, Luke Skywalker, right? But then they've also got Yoda, which isn't a person, so it's just a dummy anyway. They've also got Darth Vader. Well, you can't see what... Darth Vader's just a cape and a a helmet. Darth Vader is just a massive black helmet. That's all he is. He's a big, shiny helmet. Well, I could do that. That's not a waxwork. Right, we're going to do the Darth Vader now. I've got no wax left. Don't worry. Just get us a helmet and we'll buff it up. That's it. That's cheating, isn't it? Just getting a massive helmet. Paying people to look at a helmet. It's for pictures, though, isn't it? People want pictures of that. <laughs> people, you know who wants pictures of that? French tourists. They're the only people that go to... Ma- right. We'll spend the rest of the show trying to find an English person that's been to Madame Tussauds. I've been... No. In the last five years? Um... 08459 You You won't, because the, the English people don't go. It's for French tourists and Germans. That's all it's for. Uh, only a Frenchman would, go, would, would pay to see a shiny black helmet. That's all it is. And you can't even touch the helmet. You cannot touch Darth Vader's helmet. How much is it to get in now? It's got to be like, um, I'm going to pick a number out of uh, the air. 20 quid? Sure, what? Yes. It's a lot of money for a helmet. Matt, have a Google. Find out how much it is to uh, go and see Darth Vader's helmet. Mm-hmm. By the end of the show. 
We've got a quick text about Madame Tussauds. Please, mate, let's have uh, it. Helen in MK. Good morning, Helen. The original waxworks were the impressions taken from after the King and Queen of France had been executed when Madame Tussauds took the impressions of death masks, which were very popular. That's what I said. It's exactly what I said, mate. Well, there you go. It reinforces what you said. It's exactly what I said, Helen. I don't know what your beef is, mate. 08459 four double five five double five. A mother and daughter from Watford have pleaded guilty to fraudulently claiming over £200,000 in benefits. Crikey! 70-year-old Bushra Begum and her daughter Tabassum had a different, a hundred different accounts in a variety of names. Well, the multiple fraud was uncovered by Watford Borough Council. Well, Steve Konsevich is a lawyer specialising in social media law. Morning, Steve! Morning, and how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, when I signed on many, many years ago, I signed on and got housing benefit. I had to jump through hoops to uh, get my job seekers allowance and get my housing benefit. How does how does fraud like this work? Well, it's interesting that you use the term jumping through hoops, and you can argue that in this particular case, they jumped through an awful lot of hoops because it was a very sophisticated operation involving, I think, 79 different bank accounts and hundreds of thousands of pounds going missing in the first place. We're in a Tory government again. Austerity is very much back on the agenda. And there's an awful lot of people talking about what benefit fraud may mean or may not mean to the UK economy. And it's fair to say that councils and the DWP take this kind of thing extremely seriously. Um, A couple of years ago, there was a move among prosecutors to say that, well, there's two different kinds of benefit fraud. There's one the Fraud Act and there's another one the Social Security Administration Act. What they're looking to do now is if there's an obvious long jail term in the offing, then they will go under the Fraud Act, which can be an easier offence to prove. But what they look for are things like where this has taken a lot of planning, where it's sophisticated, where it's happened over a long period of time, where it looks as if this is fairly sophisticated, and it's fair to say that this was extremely sophisticated. There's a couple of people doing it, um, there's been an awful lot of planning gone into it, and that's why they do take it so seriously. Well, what do you, how does it work, Steve? Do you just turn up with... I mean, I don't want to give people ideas, but do you just go to different job centres with uh, different councils with, with kind of fake bills, with fake addresses on? Well, Can't be that what, simple, can it? Well, it, well, in sometimes it can be. That's what an awful lot of people have done. But some of the offences that we've seen actually involve people hacking into the DWP's computer system... Oh, blimey. ...get information directly from them to get benefits and to get benefit paid to them that way and as i say the government looks at things like whether or not there's been an overpayment of benefits and the fact of those into the figures but they also look at the value of benefit fraud as well which is estimated last year to be around 1.2 billion to the uk economy now that's only 0.7 of the general welfare expenditure but it's still a lot of money and mm. it's still free that the government will want to claw back uh, you're, you're uh, you specialize in social media law how, how can social media or how has social media helped catch people like this all the time. There's been a number of different cases. In fact, the last time I was on with you, we were talking about a case like this. Um, in November last year, there was a case involving Central Bedfordshire Council and a lady named Jenna Priest, who applied for benefits, said she was a single unemployed parent. It turned out she was actually dating her landlord, and she ended up with an £1,100 fine and repaid benefits up to £6,000. And then I think it was around August last year, a case between Liverpool Council and some guys called Passon and Thaley, um, where there were two people jailed. They were found to be on a £5,000 Caribbean cruise in 2011 from what was on Facebook. Mm. Um, they ended up with 12 months in jail. They have total £115,000 in benefit. What social media does a lot of the time is arguably makes us a little bit of a narcissist. It creates a digital footprint around you, so you can't say one thing to the benefit guy and then say something else on Facebook. And increasingly, 
it's being used as a source of evidence to go after people. So it's people, um, you know, who are signing on, but then they're tweeting pictures of themselves on lovely cruises, or quite often you see in the papers, don't you, people who are in wheelchairs refereeing football matches on Facebook. You do very often. It's as I say, it's an increasingly sophisticated tool to gather evidence on people. Um, data protection is an issue, but there are lots of exceptions around prosecuting people around dealing with um, potentially criminal conduct. So people do need to be extremely careful. And you know, it's just another example of the cliche that what you do online can get you in trouble offline very easily. Uh, Steve, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed, Steve Konsevich, a lawyer specialising in social media law. Uh, uh, yeah. This is the thing, if you're going on holiday, never put on Twitter you're going on holiday because, you know, people will come around and burglarise you. I do, part of me does think, you know, as we've got, got Tory government, these, these, these are the minority, by the way, the, these cases are the minority. That is it a little, is, is it a little part of this to demonise people on benefits? That, that's happened, you kind of, uh, it's funny, every time a new government comes in, whether it be Labour, Tory, Coalition, you kind of... Sometimes the news agenda just shifts ever so slightly and you've got to wonder, well, is this, is this you know, this obviously happened and these are dodgepots, but um, is it to, to demonise the uh, those claiming benefits? Uh, 08459-455-555 is the phone number. Do you know what I want to hear? Yeah, go on, mate. Matt Lockwood, speak to Dennis. Oh, flipping it. Yeah, go on, uh, Matt, say hello to... Oh, Matt. Matt, put your headphones on, say hello to Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm absolutely smashing. Just rolled out of bed... Uh, tell that poor old block next to you that it won't be long before I'm 90, get his 10 quid ready. Hey. Who are you talking about? Me and... Why are you echoing? I'm, well, I don't know. Isn't it? I've got know. to sort your... Right, Matt's conversation is aborted. He's echoing... Matt, you've got to sort your headphones out. They're, they're fe- you, you've got the Larson effect. They're feedbacking. Look, it's you. Go, go to close to there again. <laughs> it's not me. It was. <laughs> go on, then talk me. then. Go right all other... Dennis, what do you want to say this morning? I said, I, Madame Tussauds. Right. I know I don't know. It's all very old-fashioned now, but it would be a good idea at Christmas time to buy uh, a wax head of someone you don't like, stick a wick in the top, put it on the table and light it and watch it fade away. That's one we're getting rid of people. If only we could do that to you, Dennis. Huh? That would be an option. The point is I've got... Bald head, there's no hair. So just... When am I... When, how long until you, uh, till your birthday? 29th of May. You ain't going to make it, buddy. I am. Um, I, can, I, I want that fiver sent to me before, because when you die, your, your um, uh, the whim will go, oh, no, he didn't mention anything about fiver. No, no. You, yes, yes. You, no. You, yes. You bet. Yo. No, you yes. Bet, you bet well, nothing I wouldn't make. It. Well. You, you bet. Yeah, no, well, Dennis is a little chancer. How much is it to get into Madame Tussauds? Did we work it out in the end? About £30. Flipping it! You can do it online for £22. Oh, in bargain. Or you can do a VIP for 65 Well, what do you get for... If I, I, if I if For 65 quid, I want to have it away with Darth Vader. I want, I want to be able to touch Princess Leia. Where, you know, well, maybe where you the can. sun don't shine. Yeah. Well, I think um, you should. Hang on, I'm doing a joke. I want to touch Princess Leia where the, sh- the sun don't shine. Um, don't know Star Wars that well, so this reference isn't particularly good. But um, the Death Star... I want to touch uh, Chewbacca. Where? Wookie Hole. That's a place in the southwest. There's some caves. Matt. I'm speechless. After. Thank you very much indeed. Just get, can, we, can we find anybody who's been to Madame Two Swords? Not only been, but enjoyed it. Because it really is a very. Uh, I think a lot. Is the planetarium still going? Is that still a thing? 
I think the planetarium is still a thing. And do you know what that is? Rubbish. It's rubbish. Basically, you sit there and you look at some stars. Well, guess what, guys? You can do it for free outside at night. It's called space. Why would you go to those places when you've got excellent places like um, the Science Museum and the Natural History Museum and the V&A Museum for free? They're free. They're absolutely free. Honestly, guys, don't pay to go and... What's the one? I think it's closed down. Wasn't there one in Brighton called um, uh, Winky Two Swords? Wasn't there? What? There was one called there? there was one called Winky Two Swords or something like that. Louis Two Swords, Louis Winky or something, and they were like famously. They, it pops up like every six months in the papers on a slow news day. They are famously the worst waxworks of all time. They look like Matt Lockwood, and then, <laughs> but then there'll be a plaque underneath it that says Al Pacino. It's that kind of thing. Those slightly melted faces. 08459 555 555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio On the M25 clockwise there are delays between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield because of a fuel spillage there's a lane closed after a lorry broke down carrying a crane and it's busy anti-clockwise because people are slowing down to look On the A1M southbound it's heavy past Junction 7 for the A602 at Stevenage and the A1 southbound is slow from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout It's getting busy in Beaconsfield now too the M Road has queues between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. South West Bedfordshire MP Andrew Salou told this programme the county's MPs must lobby the government over the way the force is funded. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister. Downing Street is rejecting claims he's been demoted. And the online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which will create 500 permanent jobs. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old sacked by England in February last year met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. Strauss faces the media today. More from Jonathan Agnew. While no cricketer is actually barred from playing for England, it seems that Peterson was told that his situation hadn't changed and that his selection for England remains the longest of long shots. Coming on the day in which he followed Colin Graves' words to the letter and scored 326 not out, one can only imagine Peterson's disappointment and that of his supporters. But although the precise reasons for the original split last year remain somewhat vague, form and ability were not the issue. Peterson has IPL and Caribbean Premier League commitments this summer, while England feel that to choose him now would be a backward step. 
Whatever Strauss reveals today, there can be no further ambiguity. In last night's Premier League game, Arsenal lost 1-0 at home to Swansea. Swindon are through to face Preston in the League One playoff final after a 10-goal thriller against Sheffield United. It finished 5-all to send, uh, send Swindon through 7-6 on aggregate. And the Wickham striker Paul Hayes has told Three Counties Sport he will be fit for Thursday's playoff semi-final second leg against Plymouth. Hayes was injured in the first leg after scoring the opening goal but says he'll be fine. No, it's just a precaution. You know, it looked nasty, but, you know, you, you take some knocks and stuff in, in a game sort of thing. But, no, it was just obviously um, just a, you know, precaution, obviously. People have to do sort of thing. Not I'm fine. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, a mixed bag this morning. We're asking uh, what's uh, your, your biggest fear. Mine's going to prison for a murder. What I didn't commit. <clears throat> and um, well, I think that's pretty much it at the moment. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. Oh yeah, Ma- have you ever been to Madame Two Swords? Just yeah, I have. And you know what? I heard your comments earlier on. Yeah, made me angry. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, what? made me very angry. Madame what? Two Swords is a great place to go <laughs> with the family. For th- thirty quid a pop, right? Mm-hmm. You take you take uh, four members of your family. That's thirty six. 
That's over £100. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything... To go and see some hang candles. Hang on, hang on. Everything in this country right now is about selfie opportunities. To a lot of people, when yeah. are they going to meet those people? Well, Never. Well, they're not going to meet them at Madden Two Swords either. No, they're not even going to meet models that look <laughs> like those people. <laughs> but for a lot of people, that they'll go, that they'll get to have a day out with their family and get lots of photographs. It's why a good day want, out. Why would I want to stand next to a plastic Adele? To admire the talent which has gone into that, not only to appreciate what? her, but also to, to appreciate the talent that that artist has, has gone right. through to Hang make on. that waxwork. Barbara's on the line. Morning, Barbara. Good morning. Barbara, what would you like to say? C c put Justin what? straight. Go on. No, no. <laughs> well, we went to Madame Tussauds about four years ago because my partner had never been. Yeah. Um, I went as a child and thoroughly enjoyed it. Is your partner was... like a 13-year-old boy or something? No, 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 no. He was a grown no, no, man. No. Wow, He's he wanted... He man, but he'd never been. Right, OK. So we said we would go. Um, we went on a normal weekday, term time, thought it would be quiet. <laughs> the place was absolutely rammed. You yeah. couldn't move. It was claustrophobic. Yeah. It was full of European French. students. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. It was just awful. The planetarium, which was the only bit that I would have been interested in years ago, had completely gone. Is the planetarium um, gone? The planetarium's oh. been gone years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It made way for more waxwork. Um, we couldn't even get close to the waxwork to have photographs taken with the ones that were our favourite. And we just thoroughly, just uh, we just disgusted with it. Really wanted to ask for our money back, but just didn't have the... The guts oh it, really. no, Barbara! Barbara, <laughs> always go and make a formal complaint to these places. Always. Well, I, wish, I wish I had now, but you know, I mean, how can you say the place is full of foreign students? They've got as much right to be there as we have. No, they're our the... waxworks, Barbara. They're our. That's our British wax. <laughs> Did your fa part? Okay. The 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 French. Uh, the, and by the way, French students are so rude, aren't they? Yes. I yes. Mean, pro I'm not Absolutely. Being... Just pushing in. You, you just couldn't get anything. Oh, we did I... go through a part of Madame Tussauds that was quite scary, which was quite good fun, um, because my partner's quite a tall guy, yeah. and um, oh, 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 oh. and the, the statues and things that were jumping out of the dark made these students scream, and they were good. hiding behind him. It was quite funny. Do, 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 do you know what? For the rest of the show, we're going to try and find the politest students. I'm going to put forward the Japanese. In a <laughs> did, did you? Did your right? The, the crowds and the rude French to one side. What yep. did your partner think of the actual waxworks? They're rubbish, aren't they? I think, to be honest, he was a little disappointed. Yeah. It wasn't what he thought it would be. Oh, bless him. How yeah. tall is your, your fella? Uh, he's just over six foot. OK. Have you seen this thing in the, uh, in the Daily Mail today, page 49? No. And I don't... You give me as much information or as little as you want, Barbara. It yeah. says here, and I'm, I'm tall, I'm six foot four. Yeah. Being tall can harm your sex life. <laughs> Okay, well, like Barbara, thank you very much, indeed. Just, just, just luckily, her, uh, yeah, her uh, up at the right signal time was there. breaking up there. It says here, being tall can harm your sex life. Being tall, how? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Come on. Um, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, being tall may come with practical problems such as lack of legroom on aeroplanes. Oh man, uh, but there are some perks. Uh, what does it say? The thing about d dementia risk is higher for short people. Sorry, Kelly. Being tall protects your heart. Cancer is more common in tall people. Tall women are more likely to have... Um, uh, here we go, here we go, twins. Mm. Last year, an analysis of 5,000 families found that men who were 5 foot 7 or shorter were 32% less likely to divorce. Will you try telling that to John Burko? <laughs> dear, oh dear. The researchers said this finding 
was likely due to the fact that short men married less and later. Uh, where's the thing about sex? There we go. Shorter men have more sex. You try telling that to John Burko. Men under five foot seven reported the highest sexual frequency. Well, I mean, I, I'm great to, research, guys. I'm tempted to get you to send that to the street, but we won't. <laughs> You've taken uh, fears to the street. Just what are people out there scared of? Yeah, do you know what? With something like this, a lot of people that, that they don't want to open up. It's almost like they don't want their fears yeah. to be on the radio. No, so no, I've tried to encourage. Well, they them. might come true. That's the well, thing. Yeah, absolutely, especially with the curse on this program. Yeah. Well, which we won't go into right now. Well, it's not working on Dennis, but I, I keep trying. <laughs> so I've been on the streets this morning asking, "What's your biggest fear?" in life here's what the streets had to say my biggest fear in life mm. not earning enough money to provide for my family anything else uh, no, what are you scared of what are you really scared of what am i really scared of what am i really really scared of Let's get underneath that surface <laughs> <laughs> being by myself being alone dying alone <laughs> martin i'm going to ask you a question i want you to to let go all right what's your biggest fear in life i'll probably say sharks being eaten alive yes. by a shark. Yes. Because I've seen so many of those Jaws films. Yeah. And I, I keep think and I keep thinking every time I see that, I think to myself, I'm not I won't go in the water just in case there's a shark down there. So even when you've been to, to Blackpool, South End, places like that, you refuse to get into the water just in case there might be a shark there by by a miracle, really. Absolutely. You've really opened up. I have, yes. Well, spiders, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I have quite a fear of prog rock music. Whoa, we're going to fall out here. Why? It's just um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as you hear it, what? What? You get angry? You start to I get just, violent? I just get really annoyed, and it just gives me a headache. And my husband loves it, and I refuse to go to any gigs with him. Well, it's a miracle that you're still married. Yeah, 20 years this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Opposites attract. Thank you very much. OK. Madam, what's your biggest fear in life? Talking to you. Boom. Oh. Pwned. I thought we had a connection. <laughs> Pwned, mate. Thank you. Pwned. Pwned. Absolutely. Well, tomorrow we're going to play uh, uh, Close to the Edge by Yes. All 13 glorious minutes of it just for that woman. Yes. Just of, How dare she? I know. How disgusting. How dare she? Here, boss, to go back to Madame Two Swords. Yes, mate. I've got a question that I would love the answer to. Well, you've come to the right place. Yeah, exactly. na, na, na. Hmm. Who's in the basement? Sorry? Which waxworks are in the basement? Not fit for purpose anymore. Mm. Put in the basement. Is that an actual? Is there an actual answer to this, or you just want to know? No, no, no. I, th I think no. I think there must be an answer. No. Surely. No, 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 no. They melt them down. Well, yeah, yeah. Kelly's just whispered in my ear. Uh, Savile and Rolf Harris. Yeah, probably. Mm, mm. They melt them down and then Do they, they make they? new people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the famously, um, uh, the Jason Donovan, uh, I believe, had one. Um, and the, it, there was like an uproar from him when his got melted down to make, I don't know, whoever was the new kid on the block. But why would you waste that, though? Because surely, if you're Madame Tussauds, you can make a fortune from some mad Jason Donovan fan who may pay, I don't know, £10,000 for something like that. Mate, there's only um, so uh, much wax in the world. You know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Just, guess what? Cool. Um, uh, first of all, the monkeys are playing um, September the 4th at the Hammersmith Odeon. I got an email about that. I've got my... I've got Got permission to take my five-year-old son with me. That is amazing. That is amazing. My five-year-old boy is going to come to a monkeys concert, and the monkeys are going to be on this show at some point soon. Woo. And then I got an email. You know, uh, I, I sent off a, a cheeky email to a PR company about three months ago. Thought nothing of it. 
I got an email yesterday saying, uh, yeah, we can get you two tickets for Paul McCartney at the O2. <gasps> oh! OK, OK, this is all fantastic. As you know, I'm a, a big Paul McCartney fan, and I present a music programme yeah, on the BBC, and I work yeah, with you very no, closely. Totally, Justin, yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, and I will, on, on the Monday morning, I will tell you what the concert was like. <laughs> Justin, can you take Madden Two Swords to the streets? Because I genuinely think you're in a minority here. No, I don't think so. Take my a bit. Peter? Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today? I just reckon we should all, very many areas should have a waxwork of a policeman because then it would add, enable our children to identify what a policeman looks like. <laughs> can I can I put you right there? All right, Rory okay. Bremner. <laughs> somewhere, and I've forgotten the location, somewhere over in Bucks, they oh. have actually got a waxwork of a copper yeah. and he stands on the corner of yeah. the road, he has a speed camera. It's in a fella's garden, it's, isn't it? Yeah, he, put, he rolls it out, though, so it's on. he lives right at the top of the road. So, so people drive down that road. It's 30 miles an hour. They're driving down at 50, 60 miles an hour. They see the copper. They think it's real. And people slow down. Well, so, of course. So they do have them. Well, of course. So they should be doing it more often to let the kids know what a policeman looks like, really. Like, like what, what looks like? like? What a policeman looks Are like. A policeman? That's not what you just said. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. I said uh, exactly that. Listen on I Just rewind on iPlayer. I think he said something a bit rude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would never do that on your programme. No, you no, no, that, no, no, yeah. no. Peter, thank, Peter, have you ever been to Madam Two Swords. Yes, indeed. It's rubbish, isn't it? No, I thought that was brilliantly. Yeah, but you went in like the 1800s when it just opened. <laughs> well, that's that's possibility. <laughs> Peter, you're a good sport. Just I'll speak to you later, mate. Thank you, boss. Cheers, fella. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, the entry slip road at Junction 12 for Flitwick has been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down, and the M25 clockwise has a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield. It's because of a fuel spillage after the crane broke down earlier, and it's also affecting the opposite direction. It's slow through that stretch anti-clockwise. On the A10 southbound, it's heavy from the New River Trading Estate southbound towards the M25, Junction 25 for Enfield, and in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road. That's looking busy in both directions. It's also also looking slow on the A404 Marlow Hill in both directions as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. You've been to, to um, uh, hang on a second, let me try that. You ever been to Madame Two Swords? No, never. It, it doesn't really appeal. No, it's rubbish, isn't it? Just waxwork. Let's go and look at photographs of people for crying out loud. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 12th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county uh, could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. The Wellin Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes international development minister and the online company Amazon, who is opening a new centre in Dunstable, which is set to create 500 jobs. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather grey start to the day. We've got some patchy rain just starting to work its way in towards parts of Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire now. Some heavier bursts in there, but it is mainly just light and patchy. It's moving south and eastwards, and it's not the story for the rest of the day. Once it clears south and eastwards, we're going to get some nice sunshine behind it. So this afternoon's not looking too bad at all. A bit more of a breeze today. Could still see one or two showers later blown through on that breeze, but in the sunshine, we're still looking at 18 Celsius as a maximum temperature. 
Overnight tonight, it's going to be dry and clear, so the temperature could drop down to the low single figures. It's possible in the countryside we could get a sparkle of ground frost. Most places staying above around 5 or 6. Chilly start tomorrow morning. Fine, dry, plenty of sunshine. A little bit cooler as we pick up a northeasterly. It's not very strong, but it just means that the temperature feels a little cooler. The maximum temperature for Wednesday, 16 Celsius, 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. Oh, yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yes. The newly re-elected MP for Bedford says he is committed to ensuring a future for the town's hospital by working in partnership with Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge. In March, it was announced that health services in Bedfordshire are facing a record deficit of £40 million by the end of the year. A health review into the future of both Bedford and Milton Keynes's hospital is still ongoing. Well, Richard Fuller spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher. I've been working for the last 14 months with the leadership of Bedford Hospital and with our local doctors behind their plan to do, create an uh, alliance with Adam Brooks Hospital. Uh, now they've got an MP who is committed to that, who's strong enough to argue with the national bureaucracies about that, and I want to make sure that in my next term we complete that alliance. So an alliance with uh, Adam Brooks Hospital in Cambridge? That's right. I think that will provide the best way the Bedford Hospital can secure its long-term future, drawing on the clinical expertise of Adam Brooks, but delivering the care here locally in Bedford. And so where does that leave Milne Keynes? Well, Milne Keynes will have to find us, uh, its own uh, path forward. I think we've looked a number of times at ways in which we can put the two hospitals together. None of those solutions have, have been adequate, either financially or, or from the point of view of what the population wants. And doctors here have come to the conclusion, and I agree with them, that an alliance with Addenbrooke's is the right combination for Bedford. It's my job now to support them and make sure that the Department of Health and the Secretary of State of Health hears that message and enables us to make that alliance happen. Okay. And hopefully, do you think patients, people in Bedford, will be happy with that, allying with another hospital outside of the county? I think so, because I think most people, when they look at the health service, they want politicians to be sort of out of it, supporting, but they want the decisions and the directions being set by those in charge of their, their health care, and that's our local doctors at the hospital and our local GPs. And they have a very strong view that this alliance with Addenbrooke's is the best path forward for Bedford Hospital. It will secure the long-term future of the hospital and deliver quality care here in Bedford. So I'm committed to giving my support to them. Timescale? Too hard to say, really. I think so, but uh, we need to keep cracking on that. Listening to that, the newly re-elected Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Morning, Dave. Good morning. We've spoken about the future of Bedford Hospital for uh, so many, many times. times. Yeah, what's, many what's, times. what's your view on this, on the latest development? Well, it's an ongoing development. I mean, the hospital have been talking to Adam Brooks and others. My key concern is that the health review, the CCG-led health review, still stands there, and it still says it wants to have a merger uh, uh, one of the hospitals, Milton Keynes or Bedford, uh, will be reduced and have much reduced uh, A&E, maternity and paediatrics. And that's not acceptable. So that needs to be removed from the, 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 the whole scene. 
Um, I think the way forward is to work with other hospitals and not exclusively um, Adam Brooks, but obviously there's big links there. The other key thing is that we must have the services delivered in Bedford. We can work with Addenbrooke's, but we don't want to have uh, maternity and the births in, in Addenbrooke's or A&E or paediatrics there. Obviously, some cases will be there, and I know there's been joint appointments, which is really good. Uh, you mentioned the, the CCG-led health review. It's not finished, and, and the report won't be out un- until the summer, will it? Which is about a year later than it, Ian, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. Um, about um, three million over, over budget or something. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, I think that we just need to uh, stop that review. That review is just actually um, causing uh, distress and, uh, and comfort to the patients and the staff in Bed Hospital. And we need to make sure that the services that we're talking about are delivered in Bedford. Um, and I think the way that the hospital is moving is a good thing. And I'm glad the CCG are working with them now. But we do need to can this review because it's just causing uncertainty. I thought that the whole thing was talking about Bedford Hospital and Milton Keynes, and that seems to have been merging with Milton Keynes Hospital. That seems to be be parked now, doesn't it? Well, apart from in this review, which yeah, continues yeah. it, that's my concern. I mean, we spent an awful lot of money, and I, my understanding is that uh, Monitor, who over, um, oversee Milton Keynes Hospital, wants to continue it. The TDA, which oversees Bedford Hospital, doesn't want to. I'm not sure whether that's correct. That might just be some sort of gossip in the ether. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to get everybody to say, look, for Bedford Hospital's sake and for the residents of Bedford and the staff there, let's get on and have this positive dialogue that's going on at the moment. Dave, while I've got you on, uh, it would be remiss of me not to ask your thoughts on uh, the, uh, the referendum that uh, Ollie Martins carried out to get more funding for people to pay uh, slightly more in their council tax for, for more police officers. What do you think about what happened and the result? Um, I think when we saw the ballot papers coming out on Thursday night, it was very clear it was lost. I think when you looked at Mr Martins's poll he did himself, um, that was clear. I think it was under 20% said yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm a little bit concerned because uh, in the councils, the three councils now have to rebuild, and that's going to cost, I believe, about £600,000. Uh, to send bills out again. So that's going to be very uh, very costly to public purse and we're now going to be worse off, or he is going to be, than he would have been to start with. Should Ollie Martin stand down? That's for Mr Martins to decide. Dave, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So um, the reason that you're fat, and I hate to tell you this, but you're fat... Do you know what the reason is? It's not food. It's not lack of exercise. It's lights in the bedroom. What? Flipping it. Lights in the bedroom at night makes you fat. No, it doesn't. Pies and not walking does. That's what makes you fat. Switch off gadgets advice. No. Can't switch off my gadgets. I literally can't switch off my gadgets. My the, the off button on my phone doesn't work. This phone has not been switched off. It's not been switched off for about a year. Occasionally the battery runs dry, um, and and it goes then. Uh, but it's not been switched off for a year. How do you switch it back on again if you can't switch it off? Well, you don't switch it off. You said the battery runs out. Yeah. Then how do you switch it on? I said the battery runs dry. You plug it in. Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't turn on. It, it does. Okay. Every, every time it turns on. All right. I miss being able to turn my phone off. Anyway, people who take comfort in the glow of a telly, mobile phone or lamp <laughs> while in bed are in for some bad news. 
It could be making you fat. It's not. It's not making. It's not. Are they not. eating it? They're doing something with it. In a in a study of oh, oh well no hang on, they've done it on on mice. The study that is in a study of mice fed identical diets, the rodents exposed to the most artificial light gained weight. Researcher Sander Kujiman mm-hmm. said the increasing prevalence of obesity is disrupted is associated with the disrupted sleep-wake pattern in humans and coincides with the availability of artificial light. The suggested cause... Here we go. The suggested causal relationship has clear implications for the prevention of obesity. This is rubbish! Or maybe it's science, and I don't know. Let's let's ask. Are you uh, slim? Do you have lights? Are you fat? Do you have lights? 08459 Um, I'm slim and I have lights and you're... Another study, researchers, I don't know if the same study or not, I don't care, reckons artificial lights disrupt our body clocks and the brown fat cells that burn calories. It's recommended that all lights and gadgets be switched off at bedtime. And then it goes into another story that's irrelevant. Mm. I can't. Listen, guys, if you're fat, you, you eat too much and you don't exercise enough. And now, there may be underlying reasons why you're doing that. It could be an addiction. It could be a mental health issue. It could be, um, uh, it, it, it could be any, anything. But, but, but the basic element is you eat too much and you don't exercise enough. Isn't it? Isn't it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. And we've yet to find anybody, anybody, um, apart from the... Uh, I don't want to call him a blinkered fool, but that's what he is, Justin Dealey. Can't find anybody that actually rates Madame Two Swords. As a, 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 why? I mean, of all the places, it, also it's in a really weird place in London. It's just off Marlebone Street, OK? It's near Baker Street. Well, there's nothing... It's miles away from anywhere. It's it's not near anything. Is I mean it's it's a fifteen minute walk to Oxford Street. It's it's no it's just kind of near nothing. Miles away from the good bit of Regent Street. It's on this major road, and it, you're paying what what is it thirty quid to go in and be hassled by French students? That's what we can do for the last hour. Can we find the best behaved students around the world? It ain't the French. It's not European students. Okay, they're horrible. These horrible 13-year-old French boys with the, with their moustaches. Oh, jeez. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it makes me want to puke. The Germans, uh, students, sorry, the politest students I've ever met in the world, mm. Japanese students. Yeah. Oh, God. When uh, we I went to Japan, and uh, we went to some, I don't know, like castle or something, I don't know, and we had loads of, like, Japanese kids come up to us. They're about 11 years old, and they came up and they presented me and my wife with this little bit of paper, right? And it said... Hello, we are Japanese. We are 11 years old. We are learning English. May we practice on you? Why they hadn't learned that phrase? I mean, it shows the system (laughs) is failing. And we would go, yes. And they would take the paper and they'd go, What is is your name, please? My name is Ian. What is your name? Huh? They hadn't learned the kind of the responses. My name is Ian. Where are you from? London, where are you from? Huh? <laughs> but they were so polite. And at the end, I seem to remember they gave us like a little origami Aww. thing at the end to say thank you. It's like a conversation with Lockwood, but you don't get the gift. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, the entry slip road is closed at Junction 12 for Harlington at Flittick. That's because it's been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield because a crane transporter broke down earlier on and there's been a fuel spillage too, so it's causing delays back to Junction 22 for St Albans. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's also looking really busy between Junction 20 for the A41 at King's Langley and 16 for the M40. In Hamlet Hempstead, the A41 slows southbound from the Hamlet Hempstead turn-off to the M25. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. So, the best-behaved foreign students, if you will, and Madame Two Swords, really? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Police Commissioner warns Bedfordshire could be the weak link in the nation's security. Well, in Hatfield MP, loses job as Tory party chairman and Amazon creating 500 new jobs in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the Republic rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. South West Bedfordshire MP Andrew Salou says the county's MPs must lobby the government over the way the force is funded. What I'd like to do is get all Bedfordshire MPs together. We've done it before. We met all six of us, irrespective of party, in the last parliament to lobby the police minister. We need to do that again. And I will ask all Bedfordshire MPs to join me to try to achieve that now that we haven't got this uh, referendum through. And Police Commissioner Ollie Martins will be speaking with Ian after this bulletin. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes international development. Minister, but Downing Street are denying it's a demotion. There's also speculation that Aylesbury MP David Liddington is likely to lose his position as Europe Minister. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has more. Mr Shapps has been made a Minister at the Department for International Development. Downing Street sources have told the BBC that he's keen to get international experience. That's something Aylesbury MP David Liddington might be getting less of. Some Eurosceptic Conservatives don't think he's robust enough and that someone else is needed in the position of Europe Minister. An announcement is expected later. The online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which will create 500 permanent jobs. It's at Prologis Park in Boscombe Road and is due to open in the autumn. The company says recruitment will start immediately. Amazon already operates sites in Hemel Hempstead and at Marston Gate in Bedfordshire by junction 13 of the M1. A mental health patient who stabbed a shop worker in the neck in Aylesbury has found guilt, been found guilty of wounding with intent but cleared of attempted murder. Reading Crown Court heard 63-year-old David Clark attack the man at the shop in Buckingham Street last September, leaving him with life-changing injuries. Clark is due to be sentenced next month. The newly re-elected Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller, says doctors want to save the town's hospital by working in partnership with Addenbrooke's in Cambridge. In March, it was announced that health services in Bedfordshire are facing a record deficit of £40 million by the end of the year. Lib Dem Mayor Dave Hodgson says certain services must stay in the town. We must have the services delivered in Bedford. We can work with Addenbrooke's, but we don't want to have uh, maternity and the birth in, in Addenbrooke's or A&E or paediatrics there. Obviously, some cases will be there. 
and I know there's been joint appointments, which is really good. More men aged 40 to 54 are being admitted to hospital with strokes. The charity, the Stroke Association, says the figure's gone up by more than half over the past 15 years. In sport, Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England, despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old, sacked by England in February last year, met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. The weather, a cloudy start with some outbreaks of rain this morning, brighter and sunnier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. How nice to see... I can't see you. You can't see me. And that's the way it should be. The best-behaved foreign students in the world ain't the French. I'm going to say the Japanese. Honestly, the French, they they just snake around uh, and they push and they barge, all kinds of things. Very rude. The Japanese, they gave me origami. They gave me origami. And Madame Tussauds, I mean, really. What's the point? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the people of Bedfordshire have said no to paying more council tax for more police officers. The county's police and crime commissioner, Ollie Martin, said the additional money would pay for 100 extra officers. But over 69% of those who voted didn't like the idea and it's been rejected. Well, Ollie Martin joins me now, the police and crime commissioner for Bedfordshire. Uh, Ollie, th- th- these figures, the 69%, pretty much tallies in with, with the, the, um, the polls that you undertook before the vote. Why did you proceed? Uh, well, actually, the YouGov, which was the one that came out worse for us, said that we'd only get 13% of people saying yes. So we did somewhat better than that, mm. but clearly not well enough to, to get a majority. But what each data source did say was that the more people informa- the more information people had, so if they understood how much they were being asked for, what it would be used for, then the level of support grew. Unfortunately, what's now clear is that one leaflet five weeks before people have to vote and, uh, you know, adverts in every free sheet and myself being on your programme mm. and so on was not enough information, I think, to, to, for people to feel that they were making an informed decision. Why did you not give more information then? Because the regulations wouldn't allow me to. You know, I've effectively been gagged and bound by the regulations. But you knew that would be the case before it happened, didn't you? I did, I did. But, you know, what you don't know is that, you know, we we did put... I know this doesn't make very good radio, but we did put one of these leaflets through every letterbox in the county. Yep. You know, we paid Royal Mail to do that. Um, We did have an advert in every free sheet. Uh, I was pretty much on every media outlet talking about this when I made the decision. So the risk that we took was, is that enough information for people to take an informed decision uh, and to overcome, frankly, to overcome the difficulty that the question, Mm. which again is written by the government's regulations, you know, it wasn't my question, it's not the question I would have put to people. I was bound by what the legislation said. Ben on Twitter says, The referendum was a joke. No one knew what it was about or even about it and the ballot paper did not explain anything. No, I know. Uh, I think. But it's, you uh, knew that those restrictions yes. were going to be in place, yeah. didn't you? 
But, you know, the situation I'm facing is we know we've got a £6 million shortfall coming. Well, closer to £7 million now with the money that's been spent well, on the referendum. That's not quite how it works. So we're, the how much does this referendum cost? The cost of the referendum, which is £0.6 million, will be covered from reserves. So what that effectively means is that the money will run out a few months earlier... Than it would, than we know. Yeah, so it's, than we already know it's going to run so out. So you've, you, you've, it's cost so you six hundred and fifty thousand pounds. It doesn't increase the size of that shortfall. The shortfall is occurring because the government is reducing the money that yeah. it gives us. But you, you've spent six hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Six hundred thousand. Six hundred. That's the exact figure, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So you've spent six hundred thousand pounds when the police is already struggling for money. I took a chance. Yes. But you but knew it was a punt. You knew it was a gamble. The, 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 the polls said, you know, that, that you were going to lose. Well, I think we learned a thing or two about opinion polls last week in the general election. Well, didn't yeah. Well, you, and, and as I've said, your you poll know, said you were going to lose. YouGov said we would only get thirteen percent of people voting yes. We got over thirty. It that, got that's over irrelevant 30%. now, though, isn't it, Ollie? That is irrelevant. The polls said you were going to lose, well, and all, you did. As I said, all our data said that the more information people had, but you just. The more support there was for the proposal, you to knew increase that they the wouldn't precept. get that. You knew that they wouldn't get more information, though. No, I didn't. Well, no. you did. You well, knew. You knew that the question would be worded in a certain way. You knew that you couldn't do too much publicity because it, because of the restrictions imposed on you. You knew that. that I didn't know that one leaflet through every door in the county, an advert in every free sheet in the county. Myself being wall-to-wall -wall in the media, I didn't know that that was not enough information to get the right result well, from this referendum. Who reads I do now. Well, I, I could have told you that as well six months ago, mate. The, 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 who reads the adverts in the free papers? Who really looks... You know, how many people really look at the leaflets that come through with Domino's pizzas? Uh, and uh, the wall-to-wall -wall on the media? You've been on this show, but I've not seen or heard you anywhere if else. I, if I turned up and... You know, I've got this £6 million shortfall. It's going to mean that we could lose up to 135 officers. That's 12% of our strength. That will take us beneath 1,000 police officers to police Bedfordshire. And I did nothing about that. And I didn't put that situation to the people and, you know, try and do something to, to bridge that gap. You know, I, I think I would be neglecting my duty. Do you not think that, that uh, chucking away £600,000 is a neglection of duty? Well, what does that mean? It means that the, the inevitable crisis that we can see coming will hit a few months earlier. So it's OK just to, to weigh £600,000? Well, grand. it's not OK. But, you know, I'm really hemmed in by what the by the powers and the tools that the government will give me to do the job. And I felt that there was... There wasn't an alternative. I could not just sit by, fiddle while Rome burns, and watch the police strength in this county fall by 12% without doing anything. What effect is this going to have, do you think, on uh, uh, a crime in uh, Bedfordshire? I, I don't want to be uh, alarmist because, obviously, you know, the government pops up and says, oh, crime has fallen even at a time when we've been losing 17,000 police officers across the country. And, you know, strictly speaking, they're right. So I would not want to draw a direct link between what's going to happen to crime because our police numbers are falling. What I do think is that it, it will become very difficult for the force to deliver the um the service that the public expect 
and I do have a fear around Bedfordshire effectively being a weak link. And this is specifically in relation to, we, as a force, we are, I think, probably the only force in the country that does not have uh, properly resourced, anywhere near properly resourced uh, community policing. Uh, we have small since since 200 officers were lost um, as a result of decisions taken by the police authority in 2012 um, we have had very small teams of PCSOs um, who do heroic work but they're stretched ridiculously thin and they can't deliver the community policing that we need uh, they're not they can't and the most important thing that community policing gives you is uh, community intelligence gathering that that is a missing link for Bedfordshire in our fight against um, serious crime, terrorism, organised crime. You know, we just do not have that intelligence gathering capacity in our, in our communities. And, and what impact do you think that will have on the residents? Well, are, they, are they more at risk, I guess is the question, because of uh, you not being able to raise more money? I, I think the... Um, what Bedfordshire Police won't be able to do is uh, preventative work or problem solving in local communities. So let's take, take for example, the Minimotos thing that's that's been happening in Houghton Regis, just as, as an example. Mm. You know, that situation develops to such a point that the police have to run a special operation and put specific resources in to deal with that. If you had a community policing footprint, a better community policing footprint, which is what I wanted the referendum to deliver in the Houghton Regis, you would have the resource to nip that problem in the bud way before it got to the scale of issue that we've now seen, where you have to run specific operation, put in specific resources in order to, to deal with it. So that's the, sort of, that's the sort of scenario that I think we will see all too often. In terms of uh, Bedfordshire, often linked with uh, uh, the t terrorism and terrorist activity, do you think that, that the public is more at risk uh, of, of terrorist activities because of your lack of people on the street and lack of, you know, the, the community I th information? I think the force will be less effective at spotting the early signs of, uh, of trouble uh, and, and of people, vulnerable people, being radicalised or drawn into uh, a life of crime. Um, you know, if you have... If you have a community policing footprint in communities, it's far easier for... Um, the force to pick up intelligence mm. and to take that preventative and problem-solving approach, and that is the capacity that we lack in Bedfordshire. I'm going to offer you those headphones, Ollie, because we've got a phone call. We've got Mike Garrett, who's the Conservative Group Leader on Luton Borough Council. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Mike, uh, you're through to uh, Ollie Martins. What would you like to say? Well, I think it was a big mistake, wasn't it, calling for a referendum? Um, he, had a, um, he had a survey done not long back where 68% of the public said no. He still went ahead with that referendum. I heard what he just said, and I think that is, um, is exaggerating beyond the point of no return. There are other local authorities, police authorities, up and down the country, all having restrictions put on them by central government. And they were all, Mike, they were all watching how this turned out, weren't they? I mean, y of course it, they it, were. it could be argued that, that Mr Martins is kind of a trailblazer. This is still a new job. Uh, and uh, he's testing his powers and, and the public. Because if, if this had gone the other way, you can bet every other PCC would have been doing the same thing. Well, thank, thankfully, the people of uh, Bedfordshire had more sense. 
it, all it needs is for the um, police commissioner to relook at the way he operates and runs the police in Bedfordshire. Um, it then would have been a different story. He, just like Labour always do, they always want to tax us right up to the hill, and it's just another tax. And the people of Bedfordshire right, were not prepared to, to do hang it. On. Mike, let's let's put that through to uh, to, to Ollie. Go on, Ollie. Oh, well, uh, I'm I'm surprised at Mike. I mean, he's been around long enough to know that Bedfordshire Police has been underfunded for a long time, and that the situation we face here is you know six a six million pound funding shortfall that's going to reduce potentially reduce the size of the force by 12%, and that's the underlying issue here. It's not an issue about tax and spend. I'm afraid Mike's just talking nonsense. Well, I wouldn't expect him to say anything different. All I know is that the people of Bedfordshire voted against an increase. Yeah, they but didn't uh, believe the Mike, Mike, that he Mike, there are, Mike, the, there are two Conservative MPs in the county who voted yes in the referendum and, and said so quite publicly. So I'm Mike, afraid you are, you're just trying to make, and, and it saddens me, but you're just trying to make a party political point here where actually everyone, all political stakeholders in Bedfordshire should be pulling together and presenting the government with the united front to get the resources that we need in this Mike, county. Because our underfunding is not, is not something new. It's not something that suddenly happened when I arrived on the scene. This has been going on for years and we need to sort it Mike, out. Mike, wouldn't you like like to see more more money spent on the police, more police on on the street. I think we'd all like to see more money spent on the police, but this was not the way to go about it. What would the what's the way to go about it then? The way to do it is, of course, you have further consultations with the government. We've got a new government. Consultate with them and say, look, Bedfordshire should be treated as a special case. Well, well hang on a minute, but they're making that it's the government that are making these cuts. They're not going to say, oh, you know that all that millions of pounds we're not going to give you. D I tell you what, we're going to give it to you now. They're well, not going to no, do that, are they, Mike? that at all. I mean, it's fairly obvious that Bedfordshire and all the police forces throughout the UK want more money. That's obvious. But the point is the others are managing without well, doing this. are that's they managing, though, Mike? Well, that's because they're not as badly funded as we are and haven't been for years like we have in Bedfordshire. Well, that's what you're saying. What I'm well, saying yeah. is... if Well, it, it also happens to be what the Chief Constable is saying. Mike, you can't, you can't, you can't for a minute be suggesting that the police have got enough money. What I'm saying is that other local authorities in Bedfordshire, uh, in uh, in the UK, managed to to do what they need to do. They for, were for all. Police. They were all we watching are, this referendum to see what the a, outcome was. We are a rurally fund, a small rurally funded force that faces urban challenges. No, no, I don't think there's any other police force that is in that position what? in this country, and that's why our position is unique, and that's why this is a historic issue. You know, we've always been underfunded. We've never been funded properly. Um, in relation to the risks that we face. Mike, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much, Mike Garrett, Conservative Group Leader and Luton Borough Council. Let's go to uh, Pat. Morning, Pat. Morning, Ian. Go on, what do you want to say? Well, Ollie shouldn't expect us to plug the gap in Bedfordshire, the residents of Bedfordshire, to plug the gap on national security. I mean, we do do enough paying our taxes for that kind of thing. Well, that's what the, the tax is, you know, that's, yeah, that's what tax is. It goes towards the police that's force. Right. You, you You wouldn't be prepared to pay a little bit extra more to get more police officers? No, I think there's a deficiency in the leadership of our police force. There's been a deficiency in it for many years. Now, Ollie talks about off-road motorcycles. If he had the resources, he would nip it in the bud. That's been going on for the last 20 years. Is that called nipping it in the bud? Well, with respect to, to Mr Martins, he's only been in the job just over two years, hasn't he's he? He's been in the job over 
over two years. We find in Houghton Regis we don't have any police officers in Houghton Regis. We have PCSOs. And that's not what we pay for. (laughs) Sorry, that's why we had the referendum, to give people the opportunity to have that community policing footprint that people tell me repeatedly they want. And unfortunately, this is the only lever I had to deliver that. Because, you know, what we shouldn't forget is that, you know, behind the scenes, we are in the process of, on top of this £6 million shortfall that we face, we are already in the process of saving £17.5 million. And that's due to the impact of government funding cuts. Ollie, we don't believe you. We don't believe you for other reasons. Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You should be looking for other ways to fund... Let me, let me just... Have you heard of an organisation called Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary? Okay, this is an organisation charged with Parliament with making independent assessments of police forces, right? And they have said about Bedfordshire Police that we face a particular challenge because of the scale of financial savings that must be made. There are limited opportunities to reduce costs because we are already a low-cost force, we're a small force with low financial reserves, and we face a challenging crime mix and face an unusually high level of serious threats and criminality for a force of its size. So that's what the independent police inspectorate says about us. It's not just me. It's not even even just the chief constable. That is what the independent police watchdog says about Bedfordshire Police. You put your eggs all in one basket and you should be out there finding another way and there should be other ways to find them. I said to you about PCSO. If you were listening listening an hour ago, you would have heard Mr Salou say that we all went down to Parliament and lobbied the policing minister and yes, we did get a small uh, one-off grant but not not we didn't get an answer to the ongoing underfunding of Bedfordshire Police and unfortunately our pleas keep falling on deaf ears now that's the only thing I've got left to try and I'll do it again I'll take Mr Salou up on his offer to go and lobby the policing minister but uh, to be honest I'm not holding my breath Pat Pat well hang on a second Pat calm down listen uh, you can't expect to have more coppers without more money being spent can you? Ian I've been listening to this argument, and I know Ollie hasn't been in a job a couple of years or so. He's been in a job a couple of years. I, when I was a councillor, and we're talking 30 years ago, uh, and I've been over that time ringing up the police and what's, you know, what they're going to do for this town of Houghton Regis. All you get is we haven't got the resources. It's nothing new. But that's, but that's what this, this, this referendum, had it gone the other way, would have worked towards addressing that problem. Do you really think so? Because when Ollie gave out the figures, he didn't say there was going to be police officers station in Houghton Regis again. He, he, he picked out certain areas, but Houghton Regis was not one well, of them. Uh, it was 30 officers for, the, for central Bedfordshire. Yeah, but you actually specifically put where you were going to put the officer, but you never well, once mentioned that's, Outreaches. That's the Chief Constable's job, not mine. Pat, listen, I'm, I'm going to move on. Uh, you've had a fair crack of it. Let's just take one more call. Let's go to Mary and Hemel. Morning, Mary. Uh, good morning. What would you uh, like to well, say? Well, I'd like, just like to say I can understand the problem with the peace shortages. It's all over the country, but I cannot see the point of why money has been thrown at, A, either councillors or these mayors, and also these police commissioners. Now, if the Lord, if the mayors can now overrule anything that the councillors can uh, uh, want to pass, what is the point of the councillors? There's a lot of money then thrown to well, them now. Yeah, but that, but well, yeah, well, uh, that, that, that's a criticism of the whole system, isn't it? That's not necessarily a criticism of of uh, Ollie and, and the referendum. No, 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 but what I'm saying. Would you is... want to pay a little bit more money each year to have more police officers? Well, it would be how much, I suppose. Seven pence a day. You get 100 oh, coppers. No. Yes, that would be nothing. But what was the point of the police commissioner? There's, what, 
85,000 or 100,000? Well, if you'd, like if you'd have voted Labour, Mary, then you could have got them out. That <laughs> were, they were, Ollie's breathing a sigh of relief, the Tories. Well, he's, he's kept his job. <laughs> Not quite. Nothing to do with That's irrelevant. I just think the point is we're throwing money okay. in, away in certain areas well, that needn't be thrown that's, away. That's what austerity measures Look, are. I, I, are I, take, I take being cost-efficient, even in terms of my office, very seriously, and that's why... In the two and a half years that I've been in office, I've cost the public purse a quarter of a million pounds less than the police authority cost in its two, last two and a half years in office. Uh, Ollie, I'm going to ask the question. I know what the answer is. Are you going to stand down? Uh, what, for doing my job? For, getting, for, for potentially what could be called wasting £600,000. Well, I think I've set out why I don't think it, it is it is a waste. Um, and you know, I think I've got important work to, hear, to do here. And, uh, you know people will be able to pass their verdicts on me when we have an election next year. Ollie Martin, thank you very much. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. We uh, we, we, we miss the travel. We miss the news. We'll get to those at half past. I promise. I just thought it was worth sticking around uh, with uh, Ollie Martin's a little bit uh, longer. Now, the people. Oh no, it's the wrong thing. Hang on one second. Let me click on there. Um, oh, hang on a second. Blimey. A mother and thank you very much indeed. A mother and daughter from Watford have pleaded guilty to fraudulently claiming over two hundred thousand pounds in benefits. Seventy-year-old Bushra Begum and her daughter Tabasum had a hundred different accounts in a variety of names. The multiple fraud was uncovered by Watford Borough Council. Well, Norman uh, Cowan is an insolvency expert and forensic accountant from Hertfordshire. Morning, Norman. Good morning. Uh, why do you think uh, that it's an interesting one? This isn't it because I would have thought it'd been really difficult to have done a fraud as big as this. Well, yes, I mean, it's, it's not unknown. Um, I think it's a matter of deceit and hiding the facts. I mean, you know, you've got, for example, £156,000 in um, 79 bank accounts. That's an average of £1,900 mm. an account. Now, that probably would fall be, uh, below the radar of the land revenue for interest purposes, and it, it would just escape. I think that it's been carefully planned. Oh, it's very clever that they had so many bank accounts. Goodness knows yeah. how they can be bothered. But I mean, the yeah. the, the the flaw in, in the system would be, I suppose. I mean, how do they do it? Do they just go to loads of different job centres, loads of different councils? I, I just don't know that um, they must do because um, there's normally a tie-up from what I can gather, because I actually um, do, um, I, I represent um, defendants mm. in legal aid where there is benefit fraud. But, but the, you know, the interesting thing is that in some cases they are entitled to some benefit, yeah. but they overdo it. And, um, and I think here it's, it's where they've just lied. They may well have had um, separate identities. We just don't know from, from that article a forensic, in the paper. You're a forensic accountant, yeah. Norman. What exactly does that mean? 
Um, I'm asked to really analyse um, account, um, accounts and um, draw conclusion from um, anything to do with with accountancy and um, where that relates to fraud. Mm. So, so you will sit there with checkbooks, checkbooks. I'm so old. You'll sit there with with bank statements and all, and, and receipts and all those kind yeah. of things and try and follow the trail of the money. Yeah, that, 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 that's right. And to see where where the money's gone. And how does that help catch people who have defrauded the benefit system? Well, I mean, I'm really after the event, mm. <laughs> but but I found that, in my experience, that they do get caught out, yeah. normally because they get greedy and they want to claim for something they shouldn't claim for, mm. and the person on the other side of the counter says, hold on, this isn't actually right. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example yeah, go on. Of, of where I defended a particular person who had emphysemia. And he was signed off, and his wife got all sorts of benefits. He got benefits. Um, but, of course, he was driving a lorry from sort of London to Glasgow and back. And he got caught out because he wanted to claim for something. Right. And the woman behind it said, hold on, this can't be right. You're already on the, on the payroll. You know, and, and, and they got a private detective. I mean, sooner or later, they will get, they will get found out. Um, and, of course, you see, it depends if what's the link. Now, you know, it, let's just say that, that these people went to... Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. No. I thought you, got, no, you no, went no, dead no. on me. No, yeah. not at all, let, let's, let's say they go to different um, uh, locations with different names. Now, you would, you, you would think there, there should be some sort of link-up somewhere along the line between the mother and daughter. Yeah. Don't forget, both of them were claiming yeah. at the same address. And then, of course, they moved. And now, I, I, I thought, well, hold on. Did they move to um, rented accommodation or did they buy the accommodation yeah. over in Chesham? Mm. Um, and I suppose, you know, how far do you go to investigate? Who's got the time and who's got the manpower? Norman, so, I'm, I am going to move on now. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate your time. Norman Cowan is an insolvency expert and forensic accountant from Hertfordshire. Oh, wait, that was the chair. 08459 four double five five double five. Right, let's catch up with the trap. Here's Sammy. Whoa! What? Crazy! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the M1 southbound because the exit slip road has been partially blocked at Junction 12 for Flitwick. And on the M25, there's a lane closed clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield. That's causing queues back to Junction 22 for St Albans. In Hemel Hempstead on Bedman Road, there's been an accident, so it's been blocked in both directions at Bunkers Lane. There are queues back from Leverstock Green Road, but there's also uh, there's also delays on Breakspear Way in both directions between Leverstock Green Way and the M1 Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And it's also busier than usual southbound on Leverstock Greenway because of that accident too. In Bedford on the A421, that's got queues in both directions between the A6 and Harridan Road. We're hearing reports that it's almost stationary eastbound. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martin says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. South West Bedfordshire MP Andrew Salou has told this programme the county's MPs must lobby the government over the way the force is funded. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister, but Downing Street are denying it's a demotion. And the online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which will create 500 permanent jobs. It's at Prologis Park in Boscombe Road and is due to open in the autumn. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kevin Peterson has been told he will not be recalled by England despite scoring a career-best 326 not out for Surrey yesterday. The 34-year-old, sacked by England in February last year, met Andrew Strauss, England's new director of cricket, last night. Strauss faces the media today. Alex Stewart is Surrey's director of cricket. Colin Graves, incoming chairman of the ECB, did say, it's a clean slate, we'll start again, go and score runs, and then things can be revisited. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell Andrew Strauss how to do his job. He very much has to be his own man he has to make his own decisions but what I will say it would be a real shame if the cricketing public are denied the chance to see Kevin in an England shirt again. In last night's Premier League game, Arsenal lost 1-0 at home to Swansea. Swindon are through to face Preston in the League One playoff final after a 10-goal thriller against Sheffield United. It finished 5-all to send Swindon through 7-6 on aggregate. The Wickham striker Paul Hayes has told Three Counties Sport he'll be fit for Thursday's playoff semi-final second leg against Plymouth. Hayes was injured in the first leg after scoring the opening goal in Wanderers' 3-2 win. And the Boreham Woodman Ian Allinson says he'd like to keep Luton's Lee Angle after the on-loan striker helped them to promotion to the conference. That'd be great if we could, but I think you know it's um, something that we're going to have to have a look at. But certainly we'll need a couple of decent forwards to go with what we've got. Um, Julian Morais is obviously... Um his deal's up at the moment, so we need to obviously speak, speak to him. Obviously, we've offered him re-engagement terms, so hopefully we can keep people like Junior and that. And Hertfordshire's Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he expects to sign a new contract with Mercedes in time for the Monaco Grand Prix in two weeks. Negotiations have gone on since the turn of the year, but he denies a deal has been held up by wage demands. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC. Jonathan, Vernon Smith and I both looking forward to the move to the new studios in Dunstable. Oh, yes. And also looking forward to the many, many, many hours of training that we've got. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck up in a room tomorrow for goodness knows how many hours being spoken down to by somebody. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, better that yes. than, uh, than you go on air in the new building without yeah. any idea how to use it. I don't know how to work this studio and I managed to get by. For good, I don't know how to use this one. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of lot of fun. Hey, wasn't uh, Ollie Martin's a bit spunkier this morning than usual? He was spunkier. He was full of spunk. He was, absolutely. I, I think it's the best he's done on this show. And I said to him as he left, I said, Ollie, mate... If you'd have been doing that for the last two and a half years, I think people would have a different perception. He argued his point really, really well. It's a bit like uh, Nick Clegg's resignation yeah. speech, though. Again, you know, where was that a few weeks ago? They might oh, have done a bit better. I love. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Nigel Farage is back because I miss that guy. How can that happen? He is hilarious. Right, that, that's it. I'm going to resign. No, <clears throat> Nigel, I don't accept your resignation. Okay, I'm back. 
That's it. How did he that work? Even, he, I mean, I thought it was hilarious enough when he did his whole kind of, I'm going to uh, have a summer off and then come back and may put my hat in the ring again. <laughs> now he's not even doing that. His hat hardly left his head. Hilarious. Uh, and he's also, <laughs> I love the fact as well, you know, you've got Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg and all the Lib Dems and a lot of the Labour's going, well, this is this is terrible. Not Farage going, well, this is the happiest I've felt in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an amazingly honest thing. That was the best I've felt in years. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him for his honesty and his, you know, his casual racism. But I, li- I like the fact that uh, that he made when it when when he lost. Yeah. He made quite a big thing of you know it's actually quite a relief. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to win anyway. Yeah. And now he's going to be the leader he's again of the party. <laughs> this is the man who already said when he met that couple off Gogglebox, he had no interest whatsoever in being the prime minister. Fantastic. So why is he leading a political party? Fantastic. I love it. Uh, what's on your show today? It's not Nigel Farage, is it? No, it's Ollie Martin. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to be asking from nine this morning. Are the people of Bedfordshire stupid for refusing to pay for more police? The people of Bedfordshire, as you've been describing this morning, Ian, have said no to paying more council tax for more police. The county's crime and uh, the police and crime commissioner, Ollie Martin, said the additional money would pay for 100 extra officers, but 69% of those who voted voted no. Yeah. Bed's police say they don't have enough funding, but they'll do their best to combat terrorism, cyber attacks, child abuse and gang crime. Well, from nine this morning, I want us to take this debate on. I'm going to be asking, are the people of Bedfordshire stupid for refusing to pay for more police? I'd love your view on 08459 from nine. We've had a few people saying, well, why should we pay for it? Well, you do. It's called tax. That's that's where your tax goes to. Is you know, why should we pay for the police? Why should we pay for extra police? Well, that's kind of the the, the trouble. Is it's in some ways I feel a bit sorry for Ollie Martins because yep. what he was saying earlier about the the question had to be set. I gather by the electoral commission, he yep. couldn't set the question. No. So had the question been, are you happy to pay an extra one pound ninety seven a month? Yeah for your counts, uh, to, to have more police, 100 extra police on the streets, I think you'd have to be a bit of a dimwit to have said, uh, no. But it said something it's like, do, do you want to pay an extra 16%? Which, exactly. that sounds like a fortune, exactly. no way! Exactly, I mean, my, my council tax is about 200 and something a month. Mm. To pay another 16% on that, I'd be thinking, well, I'm not paying another 16% on that. Oh. It's going to cost me loads. But £1.97... I mean, it's a bargain, isn't it, for 100 extra police? Yeah, well, possibly. So, ultimately, were people silly not to have looked into it a bit more and worked out exactly how much it was going to cost? From nine this morning, we'll we'll discuss it. Are the people of Bedfordshire stupid for refusing to pay for more police? <laughs> Stop. You should just stop it there. Are the people of Bedford just stupid? <laughs> Call me at nine. That's all you need. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, it's got to be said, Ollie Ma- fair play to Ollie Martins, OK? He comes in pretty much whenever we ask him, sometimes when we don't ask him to, and more often than not, that man has taken a kick in. You know, he's come in because, I mean, the, 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 we, you all know the kind of things that he's been involved in. He, uh, and he comes in and he takes a kick in. And he came in today and I really thought, if uh, I was really impressed by his performance. And I, I did say to him when he left, mate, and I called him mate, I said, mate, if you'd have done that six months ago, 
when you first, uh, you know, put forward the suggestion of raising the council tax, I think you, you, the vote would have gone uh, more in your way. If you'd have done that two years ago, I think people would think um, certainly differently of you. I'm mean, not not me, for me to tell him. A little bit of media coaching, a bit like John, a bit like John Gaunt, me and I, uh, <laughs> Dealey. Any Tom Dick or Abdul, but I, I do echo what you're saying. N- not many people in his position of power would sit there yep. in a in a studio, a live environment, and take phone calls. He doesn't know what's coming next, no. but he's prepared to do that. And I thought he handled those. Fun- well, you know, whether you agree with them or not is another mm, thing. Mm. I just saw in Ollie Martin's today. Um, just I, I just saw a little bit of. Um, well, spunk. Yeah. That's all I can... There, there was, there was, there was a, a, a passion. There was more passion there than I'd, I'd heard from him uh, uh, at any point. I think sometimes you go into the unknown, though, especially with a job like that. It's a new role, how to deal with the people. Maybe he's just simply got used to it, and now he knows exactly what he's doing. I don't too, know. It could be too late. Mm, could be. Justin. Yes. Madden Two Swords. Oh. Let me just go to Kelly Betts. Kelly Betts on yes. the text. Have we had any texters from people saying, oh... Madden, I agree with Justin. Madden Two Swords is well worth the £30 to be crushed by French 13-year-olds with funny bum-fluff moustaches <laughs> and to see people who you don't know who they are until you've read the name badge. Have we had anybody saying that? No. Justin? Well, I've taken this one to the streets because... Uh, it's a short package you've given me, Justin. Well, 55 seconds. To be fair... Seconds. To be fair to me, I mean, I, I could fill your programme with 20 minutes of people saying how fantastic it is, but that'll be boring for you because you don't like the place and no matter no. what the people say on the streets you don't care do you which means i don't care you don't care of course in, i care in, in your mind in your mind it's rubbish your mind can't be changed if they're wrong justin then yes it's yeah. rubbish <laughs> i've taken this one to the streets conclusive proof here um, as to why people absolutely adore the tourist attraction that is <laughs> madame tussauds such a flub here we go Rachel, how are you I'm fine, thank you. Rachel, you've been to Madame Two Swords. How was your experience? Was it a fantastic day out for you? Yes, it was. Who was your favourite waxwork? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh. Ow! Yeah. Ow! Um, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it can be a bit boring sometimes. <laughs> so you had a great day out. That's good to know. Thanks, Madam. <laughs> thank Just be honest, Madam. You've been there. How was your experience? It's a good one. I loved it. You loved it? Yeah. Who was your favourite celebrity in wax? President Obama, of course. <laughs> I'll take it, thank you. Let's get the Philippines perspective. Madam Tussauds, you've been? Fantastic day out for you, sir? Yeah, it's very fantastic and nice. And the wax works themselves? Yeah. Incredible, aren't they? Yeah, it's oh. very incredible. <laughs> That's a great Philippines perspective. Thank right. you, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> right. I know what you've done there. What have I done? You've done that thing when you go out with a bit of paper and get say, could you no. say this for me, no, please? No, I'm no, in a no. rush. No, do you know what? Genuinely, oh, I mate. haven't today. No, mate. Great perspectives there. Rachel, I loved. I, I love the... Well, the Filipino the, perspective doesn't count. Why? Because it's, cause it's attractive to tourists. OK. That's like going up to a Frenchman going, do you like the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> no, I do not like it. It is a pain in the bum. But tourists, you, you never see a Frenchman atop the Eiffel Tower. It's always tourists. Look, look, at the end of the day, it's something which is on our doorstep. We're so lucky to be in this part of the world. It's could, not on our you, doorstep. You, it's it miles, you it's could miles be away. It's a really difficult part of London to get to, and it's rubbish. You could be eating chips with gravy every, every single day up Ooh, north. We are here. We are here me. in the south of the country. It's on our doorstep. 
step. You know, try it. Enjoy it. Just go and have a good time. Stop being so neg. <laughs> I've been, mate. It's, oh, no, maybe I haven't. But, <laughs> exactly. But I know what it is. It's just giant candles that are supposed to look like Tom Cruise. Kids love it. Well, kid, kid, yeah, to get a kid in there, it's like 20 quid. Take them to the Science Museum, mate, for free. Yeah, but this is the problem with our society nowadays. It's all about celebrity. Kids, if you yeah, exactly. offer them science or celebrities, what are they going to go for? Well, yeah, well, well, no, that's, well, that's our fault as parents, then. They should be... Go- My kids will go for science. Mm, uh, well, but deep down, you know they want celeb. Hence the fact you're taking them to go and see the monkeys. Yeah. Oh, mm. boy. Well, I'm, I'm only taking my eldest. I, the, the youngest is probably too young. Um, but um, do you, you, you know I'm going to go and see Paul McCartney. Yeah, we're going, aren't we? Well, I'll tell you what it was like the day after, yeah? All right, mate. Thanks, buddy. 08459 555. On Twitter, Pink Pig says, Strong performance from Ollie Martins this morning. Shame it's too late. And Scott says, Ollie Martins had a bit more spunk about him today. It suited him. I don't know. I, I, your thoughts on Ollie's um, performance this morning? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It just it felt a bit feistier. Hey, the Americans have got something right at last. You know what they're doing? You know, Matt. Do you know what the Americans are scrapping? Tumbleweed. They're not scrapping tumbleweed, mate. No, they're keeping tumbleweeds. Have a guess. What do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what the Americans are scrapping, Kelly Betts? Super size. Sorry, I've just come up with an idea. Super size hamburgers. They got rid of that. Did they? Yes, after uh, super size me. Yeah. The Lincoln Memorial. No. The White House. No, mate. I'm not asking you, go Kelly. On. What are the What are the Americans getting rid of? At last, at long last, they've seen the light. That's not a clue. Oh, uh, I don't know. Coffee, drive-through coffee things. American Idol. Oh, really? They're axing oh, American nice. Idol. Yeah. About flipping time, guys. Can we follow suit? Can we um, get rid of Simon Cowell? Because Britain's got talent, right? Well, they're not British. And the, the hypno-dog woman, well, her dad barred me from going to see one of his shows many years ago, but they're all professional acts. There was someone on a trampoline on it the other day. They're from the Moscow State Circus. They're all professional acts. And uh, the pop the pop art, OK. Reality TV show American Idol is to be axed after its 15th series next year. The pop music contest, which started on Fox in 2002, made Simon Cowell a household name uh, as he's a judge alongside Paula Abdul. Yeah, I know it is, mate. I do a radio show on here every day. Don't remind me. Randy Jackson. I'm Randy Jackson, and I used to work on Pop Idol. Now, I work at McDonald's. The format was based on British hit Pop Idol, and at its height, it pulled in more than 30 million viewers. Cal 55 left in 2010 to start rival US X Factor. Oh, for goodness sakes, guys. Isn't it time we got rid of Simon Cowell? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 
7.25 there are delays clockwise from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 25 for Enfield after a vehicle broke down earlier carrying a crane and a fuel spillage was on the road. They are clearing that up so it should be easing off very shortly. The M1 northbound has queues at Junction 12 for Flittick but the exit sl- at entry slip road at Junction 12 for Flittick has now been cleared of the broken down lorry so those delays on the M1 should start to ease off too. On the M14 northbound from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 it's looking really slow and in Hemel Hempstead Bedman Road has been closed in both directions between Bunkers Lane and at Bunkers Lane. That's causing queues from Leverstock Green Road. It's also looking really busy in both directions on the A241 in Bedford as a result between the A6 and Harridan Road. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Big up yourself, Sammy Bruff. Feeling Bruff. Oh, no, that sounds rude. I didn't mean it like that. 8.46. It's Tuesday the 12th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister. And the online company Amazon is opening a new centre in Dunstable which is set to create 500 jobs. Is the with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cloudy out there this morning, rather grey, and also we're just about starting to see some of this rain pushing its way uh, south and eastwards towards us. It's patchy, light rain shouldn't really amount to much, and it's not going to last all day. So in the next couple of hours, it will push through. Behind it, we should get some nice sunny spells. Could also see one or two showers this afternoon, but they'll blow through. A bit more of a breeze today, so it will feel a bit cooler than yesterday. We're looking at a maximum of around 18 Celsius. Overnight, it's going to be dry and clear. Temperatures dropping right down. Pretty chilly, actually. We could even get a little bit of frost in the more prone spots. Minimum though widespread down to around 5 Celsius. A chilly start tomorrow but plenty of sunshine. It'll warm up quite nicely but still feel a little cooler than today thanks to a little bit of a northeasterly breeze. It's not a strong one but it will knock the edge off the temperatures. Maximum temperature 16 Celsius, 61 degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Paul's in Bletchley. Morning, Paul. Oh, morning, Ian. How are you going? I'm hungry, but I'm off to a toy shop after the show to see if I can buy a plastic cricket set for my boys. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. You what, see? What's wrong with the old willow and the beautiful English willow? Well, they're, they're only five and three. I don't really want my boys to have access to a real cricket bat. That could get nasty, Paul. They yes. lose their temper. Yes. Um, and also, I don't, the, 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 we, saw a, we saw a nice family playing with one of these ones uh, over uh, in the park. And you didn't have to stick the stumps in. It kind of comes on its oh, yes, little, yes. little ready-made thing. So you just, you just do all that. It'll be, it'll be easy, I think. Yes. 
be lovely, wouldn't it? Lovely. Yeah. yeah let's hope it was a beautiful day yesterday afternoon. Ooh, and uh, let's beautiful. hope it maybe turns that way today. Beautiful. Beautiful, Paul. Yeah. What you got for us, fella? Well, I mean, talking about Ollie Martin and all this referendum, I mean, I think the tail's wagging the dog at the moment. I'd come at it from the other end of the equation. And the mouth. Say, let's have some much bigger fines. I mean, litter is a thing, you know, which yeah. is obviously illegal. I mean, I would have £500 fines for people who throw rubbish out of cars. I mean, that's a deliberate act, you know, so... Yeah, but you're not going to get... I mean, you're still not going to get an extra few million quid a year out of that, are you? When, well, you might save a bit because you would need the money you were spending on the litter pickers, you know, and the road sweepers, etc., um, could then possibly be diverted into the police. But, I mean, at the moment... But it's you, all you separate, can... isn't it? The, the, the police... Were, but I, and I didn't mm. Luton recently, I think, they, well, in the last couple of years, they got rid of a load of uh, uh, street cleaners to save money. Yeah. And that just... Because so, everyone's making cuts. It's not like we're going to cut uh, cleaners and then we're going to put that money into the police. It's we're going to cut cleaners and we're going to save that money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can throw as many police as you like at the problem, but if the if the penalties are not there to enforce it, I mean, it's a bit like um, driving and on the phone, etc., texting and all that sort of thing, and speeding as well. I mean, I would have really heavy fines for thirty mile an hour if you exceed it, and and so that the urban roads or the estate roads are given back to the residents. You know. Did you hear Ollie Martins this morning? I, a little bit, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wondered what you thought of his performance this morning compared to previous. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah good, good, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, at least he's raising, raising the issues. But as I say, I mean, I live in Milton Keynes and it's a beautiful city, but some places, the parks, you know, you, you, you get, they go and clean them up and the next thing you know, you've got sort of, you know, cans everywhere, you know. It's not d- d- desperate, but... But, you know, I mean, New York had a zero hours, zero tolerance policy. You know, I'm yeah. just to say, I'm, you know, if we're going to bring laws in, whether it's um, speeding, whether it's littering, let, let's enforce it. We're going to bother to shoot make them. laws. Shoot let's them, Paul. Enforce it, you know. Let's shoot them. <laughs> let's well, bring back hanging for little outs. Definitely. <laughs> and, Paul, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. There's um, well, there's a weird story in the mail today. I don't quite understand this gentleman's um, this gentleman's raison d'être for doing this, right? Because some people are weird, right? Some people are weird, aren't they, Matt? Yes. Okay. Have a listen to this, right? How tall are you, Matt? Uh, five foot six. Okay, so you're a wee fella. Okay, because there's a thing in the paper... Just because you're taller, you're shown off. Well, no, I just look down on people like you. Yes, you are. I know you do. Literally and metaphorically. Ollie Martin, for one, you look down on. What do you mean? He's a tall fella. He's quite a nice bloke. What, did you you hear him this morning? That's the reason I'm phoning up. Go on then, fella. All right, just calm down. Why we can't pay the extra £2 a month, I cannot understand. Well, people voted against it. Well, they're, they're all wrong. Tell me why. It's the same as people voting for the Conservatives. They're all wrong. Right. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. on. They can't all be... They can't all be wrong. You can't say that everybody's wrong. 50,000 Elvis fans can't be wrong. They voted that way. They voted against the the, the rise in the council tax. It's their decision. I'm sorry, Ollie Martin's right. He needs that extra money to, p- to police yeah. the area. But it's cost him six hundred thousand pounds. He's, he's lost. Matter. He well, has he's to pay. He's lost. Pay this for Matt, advertising. Matt, 
He's lost £600,000. Is that all right? Well, is How it? How much does three counties pay for advertising you people? I've got absolutely no idea. Um, I've got no idea. What's there the connection and between that and the coppers? Four. Yeah. But you've got to pay out. If you've got to advertise these things, you've got to pay out. Yeah. Why do people can't pay the extra £2? I do not know. No, but, but Matt... It's cost him £600,000. And, and hardly any of that was spent on advertising. It doesn't matter. He, he he's needs, lost well, 600 he grand. Six, he needs the six million to get the extra police. Yeah, well, he's lost he 600. He's lost £600,000. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't matter that a police force that is struggling to make ends meet, that is having to make cuts willy nilly, oh, cheeky, has so just chucked lost, away 600 grand. He's lost 600 because he's lost his argument. If he had got the money from the government, he wouldn't have been losing 600,000 pounds. Come on, Ian. You're talking nonsense, man. No, Even by your nonsense. standards, this is especially poor. No. Oh, come on, Ian. You, you're turning it round again. No, One I'm not to Matt. slagging him. Now, now you're, you're, you're praising him. Now you're going back to slagging him again. I'm not slagging him off. I'm just saying 600 yes, grand. you always do it. No, no, Matt, I don't. And you don't listen. You need to clean your lug holes out. Oh, that's 600 it. grand. This is on me again. Yeah, well, it is on you, mate, because you, no, you haven't got a clue what's going on. Oh, no, no, Do you know no, what no. day it is today, Matt? people that voted. To, to pay for the police. Okay, so you, you're one of the minority. How does it feel? Great. To I'd be a minority? Again. I'd still say it again. Okay. Okay. But so, you're you, happy with your... Love you. You're happy. I, I, I don't love you today, Matt. I'm in a bad mood with you. So you're happy that Ollie Martins just... Um, um, how can I... Uh, <laughs> I nearly said something I shouldn't. Just threw away £600,000. You're happy he with that? He threw away £600,000 because he lost... He yeah, so he, threw, he just, he, so he threw it away. You're, and you're well, happy really, with he that? He had to pay Ian, he had to pay it to advertise. No, it wasn't for the advertising, Matt. He didn't spend 600 grand on advertising. Sorry, Ian, it all comes in. If he'd have got the money, we'd all be laughing That's now. Correct, we'd all Paul, be yes. walking the streets. Happy as... Walking Larry. the streets? We'd you all be prostitutes. Ask you asked the people in Houghton Regis if he should have paid that money. You asked them... You know I'm right on this. I know that you you're a muppet, mate. People, ask the people at Houghton Regis how they voted. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, there you go, see? This oh, is it. All right, Matt. All right, Matt. Anyway. How do we end, how do we end this peacefully, Matt? Because this is, you know, no, I, this has I got just, off to a bad I, I start. I think Ollie Martin has done a great job, and he's doing a great job, and he's now... Well, if you love him so much, why don't you consider buying him an engagement ring? Oh, dear. And then proposing to him. Old, you're going into the old sarcasm. You know what you you know what you when and Ollie Martin. So you know argument off. you know what you and Ollie Martins are, don't you, Matt? What? Oh my God! Yeah. You know, yeah. This is what you I and Ollie Martins it. I are. I love it. I love it. You're gonna sing this song and dedicate it to Ollie. He's oh, the best. Go on, you sing my it. To, you dedicate this to your hero, Ollie Martins. Away you go. When she's lonely, he's more than just, just a friend. He's the one she loves to give a body to. Friends and nighttime lovers, hoping no one else discovers where they go, what they do, and then a secret hideaway. They time friends and nighttime lovers. They don't want to hurt each other, so they love. 
the night time she ends in the light of day Come on, Ollie Martin Two pound extra a month Peanuts There's no peace of mind Just a longing for the way things should have been Ollie's listening, sing it to him, Matt. I love it, I love it. Why some men never find That a woman needs a lover and a friend Daytime friends and nighttime lovers Hoping no one else discovers Where they go, what they do In this secret hideaway Daytime friends and nighttime lovers Last chance, Matt. Sing it to Ollie Martin. Here we go. Come on, Ollie. You are That's for you, Ollie. That's from uh, Matt. That's the weirdest uh, three and a half minutes of radio I've ever been involved in. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's easing off now on the M1 southbound where the lorry broke down at Junction 12 for Flitwick. That exit slip, entry slip road is easing off but it's still queuing northbound from Junction 12 for Flit- at Junction 12 for Flitwick. In Bedford on the A421 eastbound there's a lane blocked because of vehicles broken down between the A6 and Harridan Road. That's causing delays on the Bedford Southern Bypass and on Amptill Road. In Hemel Hempstead on Breakspear Way there are queues in both directions between Leverstock Greenway and the M1 Junction 7 Hemel Hempstead because of an accident on Bedman Road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Sammy, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I think that's the first time that uh, anywhere on, on uh, radio we've had um, <laughs> an elderly man singing um, a love song to a police and crime commissioner. Wowzers! Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Skynes. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, are the people of Bedfordshire stupid for refusing to pay for more police? The people of Bedfordshire have said no to paying more council tax for more police. The county's police and crime commissioner, Ollie Martin, said the additional money would pay for 100 extra officers, but 69% of those who voted, voted no. Bed's police say they don't have enough funding, but they will do their best to combat terrorism, cyber attacks, child abuse and gang crime. Well, I want to hear from you this morning. Are the people of Bedfordshire stupid for refusing to pay more for more police? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number, it's 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. 
The headlines, Beds Police Commissioner warns County could be security weak link. Well, in Hatfield MP, not demoted, say Downing Street, and Amazon creating 500 new jobs in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner says the county could become the weak link in the nation's security after the public rejected his plans to charge more council tax to fund more officers. Deputy Chief Constable John Boucher says the public should be reassured they're making groundbreaking changes to tackle crime. He says Ollie Martin's made a brave decision and asked for a relatively small amount of money. But Commissioner Martin says they could lose over 130 officers. The force will be less effective at spotting the early signs of, of trouble. Uh, and, and of people, vulnerable people, being radicalised or drawn into uh, a life of crime. The well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps has lost his job as Tory party chairman in the cabinet reshuffle. He becomes International Development Minister, but Downing Street are denying it's a demotion. There's also speculation that Aylesbury MP David Liddington is likely to lose his position as Europe Minister. More from Paul Scoyne.